2: Wednesday afternoon, here we go. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, thanks for being with us. We would love for you to be a part of the party this afternoon on the C Spire text line. 601-879-4395, that is the number. And again, we would love to hear from you, just like always. Get ready for faster phones C Spire's rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion-dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at cspire.com. Borky talked about this uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, that uh, his neighborhood is in the process of becoming a fiberhood, although I'm not sure that they're actually calling it that fiberhood anymore, but C Spire fiber will be in
3: his neighborhood
2: yeah, I had the same experience the roads today. and the
3: yards right now.
2: So we're, we're really? really
3: making progress, yeah.
2: We're a step beyond spray-painting. They're actually boring and, you know, putting the fiber lines in, and then they'll connect them to the houses. And I, I talked to a guy from C Spire that was uh, was walking around and checking things out today and said uh, looks like uh, late June, early July. Pretty excited about the uh, the gigabit. Ceasefire internet directly into my home
3: lightning fast it really i mean like Ceasefire is not paying me to say this and just like when i was excited that i'm getting a fiber hood they didn't pay me for that either yes they sponsor the show but i'm not getting anything extra what you can do with their internet is incredible like and this is very You could first- guide a falling Chinese rocket back to Earth from yes, the sky you with could. their internet. You could and land it off the coast of the Maldives instead of on the roof of our houses like we thought was gonna happen over the weekend. But yeah. I was at a friend's house that has it already during football season. And he did this all through internet streaming. So none of these games were on terrestrial cable. We had five football games on at the same time on three TVs, a laptop In an iPad, not a single one, for four hours, buffered one time. Five football games, not a single one buffered one time. I can't get through a half inning of a baseball game if I have Ole Miss and State on at the same time. One of the two is buffering every five or ten minutes or so because I don't have that yet. Five games on, no issue. Like, it's real. That's pretty legit.
2: Pretty legit. Brian Haydad, can you digest five football games at the same time? I could. It's a lot
4: if to ask, isn't it? You know, if, if there's one thing I'm known for, Richard, it's my digestion.
5: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
3: I thought it was your ingestion, not your digestion.
2: Yeah. Either way, either way. He's
3: taking those probiotics, man. That goes right through him, I guess.
4: Gut health—that's yeah. where it's at. At least that's what my my friend who sells plexus always tells me.
2: Buddy of mine just sent me a message. He goes, "We have ceasefire internet, and it's awesome." Yeah, so good to know. Um, good to be with you this afternoon. Hey, Dad, what's up, man? Not a lot today. Not a
4: lot. Just uh, just been here, put the podcast together where Mississippi State advanced uh, in the uh, softball tournament. They got the uh, the win over Ole Miss, three to one. Um, watching soccer right now.
3: Like the hottest team in the country right now.
4: They 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 kind of are. They've won eight in a row, and I think it's nine of their last eleven.
2: That um that means they're playing their best ball at the right time of the at the
4: year. right time. Yeah. Now now they get to play the number one team in the nation, uh, next the Florida Gators.
2: 3-1 to over Ole Miss in the first day of the SEC tournament. Single elimination, and so the Rebels are done. Uh, they will be an NCAA tournament team, and they'll uh, have plenty of time to uh, to get ready for that. Uh, we anticipate that tomorrow is the day, unless the NCAA changes its mind, which, as I've said before, is altogether possible, and it certainly wouldn't be the first time But we think That tomorrow is the day that we will get the list of 20 host sites, uh, potential host sites, for the NCAA baseball regionals. I think every projection that is out there, and maybe not every, but the two that we follow the most, D1 Baseball and Baseball America, and then some other kind of do-it-on-their-own-on-the-interwebs, projections have Mississippi State as the number four national seed. I think that's across the board. Everybody's got state at number four. And every regional projection that I saw this week had Ole Miss as a two seed somewhere, not hosting in Oxford. Baseball America stuck with Ole Miss a couple of weeks ago after losing the series to LSU and then, you know, kind of pushed them up after sweeping South Carolina. But after the series loss at Texas A and M, they fell out even of baseball America's Field of 64 host projections. Uh D one baseball has kind of had them firmly in and then out and then back firmly in and now out again. Almost got six games left in the uh, in the regular season in terms of games that have the ability to shape whether or not they are a host. Midweek games not gonna make a difference. No. They get it- three at home against Vanderbilt and they got three at Georgia. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Next weekend, it feels like three and three. With at least one of those three coming against Vanderbilt, is going to be necessary for Ole Miss to host, yeah,
3: if not better. And that, I mean, roll your eyes. It certainly can be done, especially now that Vanderbilt's not throwing lighter. Or well, Corbin wouldn't commit to it. It doesn't sound like he's going to go this weekend. So, you lose Hoagland, that's obviously very bad, but they also are losing one of their marquee arms. It's not insurmountable by any stretch of the imagination. It feels really bad for fans right now. I mean, I can't tell you the number of people that have said to me that they're done for the year. Well, you say that until they beat Vanderbilt on Friday night, and then you're locked right back in, if that actually does happen. But it's there for them still, even losing five of the last six series and their first-round pick pitcher. It's still there. Changes that dynamic, though, a little bit.
2: A lot. Because when you think about Vanderbilt this year, they've been game one Kumar Rocker, really, really good, except maybe one or two times where he ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw. Georgia was one of the teams that was a buzzsaw, just hit him all over the place. Jack Leiter was untouchable, and then he was a little more touchable, and now might not pitch. And then Sunday, game three, has kind of been crapshoot day for Vanderbilt. At times, they've looked really good on Sundays. At times, they've looked really beatable on Sundays. If you get down to the point where it feels like Kumar Rocker is a lock, and then it's crapshoot, crapshoot, well, we'll see. If we Ole Miss were to yesterday. go three and three with one win against Vanderbilt and two wins against Georgia, hey, that gets them to seventeen and thirteen in the SEC, probably third in the West, uh, maybe definitely third in the West behind Arkansas and Mississippi State. In your mind, is that good enough to host seventeen and thirteen?
4: You would think so. The, the the you said three and three. It does sort of matter how they get them, I guess. They definitely need yeah, one yeah, yeah. Over, No, that over was Vanderbilt. the
2: caveat of, of three yeah. and three with one against Vanderbilt and two against Georgia. The
4: only thing I would say is this. In that situation, you've lost six out of your last eight series at Ole Miss. I don't know if that's a hosting resume or not, but I will say this. We've talked yesterday about do you move Nikkei or not against Vanderbilt? Absolutely not. If they're not going to throw lighter, because just, just, I'm not saying concede against Kumar, but give yourself that opportunity to let Nikkei pitch
2: against somebody not as good. Yeah. I completely agree with you on that front. And who knows? I mean, if you run Derek Diamond out there in game one and Vanderbilt doesn't light him up, and you run into a couple of fastballs that are left out over the plate against Kumar Rocker,
3: who knows? Maybe something crazy happens. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a friend earlier today about that. He asked me, he's like, does Hoagland ruin their chances at winning a regional? And I said, honestly, no. The problem is the depth, of course, but Derek Diamond can beat a three. Hell, he could beat a lot of ones.
5: But it depends he can on certainly who it beat is. a three.
4: We a- talked yesterday about Tulane and and their their number one starter. True, if that's yeah. the matchup, I mean, it, that guy's all of these teams. All of these teams that are going to go to the NCAA tournament have one pitcher. They they all have at least one guy that they can throw out there against a Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter type pitcher, and say we feel like he could keep us in the game. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult.
2: Flip side, Mississippi State. They're on a roll. They are playing well. And they've got an incredibly favorable schedule over the final two weeks of the regular season. Yep. Hosting Missouri, who's just bad. Now, I say bad. Competitive, but they don't win. Right. They don't have but a you've good seen, record. You, you've seen Missouri jump out there and grab one. I'm not convinced that they're a terrible baseball team, but my goodness, their record is bad. Yeah. I like 12 and 20.
4: Something about that, yeah. I think that's
2: right. And and five SEC wins all year long. Mississippi State gets that at home. Then they go to Alabama. Bulldogs are going five and one over their last six. It's an SEC championship in the sights here. The, yep. the question is whether or not that is enough to surpass Arkansas and win the overall crown. Let's talk a little bit more about Mississippi State baseball when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. couple of accidents to report on I-55 ramp to Natchez Trace Parkway, exit 105A, and an accident at US 80 at Crossgates Boulevard. Use caution when driving through those areas. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. We'll be right
7: A celebration with ZZ Top. August first, Brandon Amphitheater. Playing all their classic hits. ZZ Top. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Red Mountain
3: Entertainment.
2: Spring cleanup can be easy, fun, and affordable with the all-star John Deere Compact Tractor Package from Mississippi,
1: Arkansas Ag. The John Deere 3025E tractor, plus loader, box plate, rotary cutter, and a trailer will keep you ahead of the game at just $293 per month with 0% financing for 72 months. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Offer ends 8 3, Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
3: Realtors and homeowners, listen up.
8: When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit TwoMeninatruck.com.
9: RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that service-built.
1: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi.
12: Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait?
1: Yes! Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial! Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
13: gathered
11: in the masses just like witches at Black
2: Massage. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm Thanks for being with us Wednesday afternoon. So this Mississippi State team not uh, not playing in a midweek game canceled yesterday because they play on Thursday no reschedule so it's just rolling into another weekend and probably have reached the point in the year where you're not looking at a makeup. No. No. They're, they're, so just going to lose that be one. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're, you're right. So it is for Mississippi State, Missouri this weekend. Jacksonville State next Tuesday night, mm. and then three games against Alabama to close out the regular season. Yeah. How good is Mississippi State? Like I, I I think that's a reasonable question to ask at this point with two weeks remaining in the regular season. A game out of first place in the SEC West. Is that right? Correct. Or is it tied at tie the tie? It's still one back. No, one back of one Arkansas. Back. One back, yeah. That's right, because Mississippi State lost two out of three, or one, two of three. Arkansas won two of three, went into the weekend, one back. So still one back with six to play. Mm hmm. It's a Mississippi State team that going into the year, we said we like the arms. I think Landon Sims has outperformed all expectations, even for the people that thought he was going to be good going into the year. Right. The bullpen depth has remained pretty consistent, and the offense has gotten better as the season has gone along. You have seen the emergence to star level for Tanner Allen. Logan Allen, or uh, Logan Tanner is swinging it at a really high level right now. Rowdy Jordan has done his typical hit 200 for a month and then climbed to 330 or wherever it is that he is right now. Where's the hole? Because for a while it looked like the hole was the offense, and the offense hasn't really been the hole. I'm not, hey, Dad, I'm not, for for anyone trying to convince you that this Mississippi State offense is the scariest in the country. They're not. But they've gotten better and better. And they've got a clutch gene to them. So that was a lot of words to, again, go back and say, how good is this Mississippi State team?
4: I would say that they're they're very, very good. They're not as good as they were in 2019 because they're not as good defensively. He said, "Where's the hole? That's where it is. Is defensively they have some holes. They've been trying to figure out what to do at third base, you know, in shortstop all season long. Uh, they just have not. You know, Cam James. You want to keep his bat in the lineup, but he's just not a great fielder. Um, they they have holes defensively. And when you have a hole defensively, and your strength is pitching, that's sort of a double whammy because you're, you know, if your strength is hitting, you can be bad defensively because you know you're going to get those runs back. But when your your team is built around." Keeping the guys off the scoreboard, giving guys extra outs is, is how you you lose games. and that's what happened this past weekend uh, with the way they played on Saturday that translated into Sunday. But that said, you know, the, the overall answer to the quite, this is a very good baseball team. They are capable of winning a national championship.
2: 35 and 11, second in the RPI, third in strength of schedule. Bulldogs have gone nineteen and three in the non-conference. Those three losses came two of them in Arlington. No, no, no one in Arlington. One in Arlington. Yeah. Lost to Texas Tech in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, is ninth in the RPI. Mm-hmm. What were the other two non-conference no, 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 losses?
4: They lost. They lost to TCU, not Texas Tech. Okay, that's right. Sorry. Uh, the other two non-conference losses. They lost the opener to Tulane and they lost the uh I think it was the Saturday game to Kent State. That's that state's only bad loss. If you look at their RPI, they have a sub 100 loss. That that's it. They lost one game to Kent State.
2: So, Mississippi State is 9 and 9 against teams 1 through 25 in the RPI. They have only one win against teams 26 through 50. So, top 50, they're 10 and 9. But against the top 100, they are 23-10. and 10. That one loss you mentioned a second ago to Kent State, I'm not sure exactly where they are, somewhere between 100 and 200.
4: I think they were 121 when I looked yesterday.
2: And then 8-0 and 0 against teams that are 200 or higher in the RPI. No. There just really aren't many holes in the resume. I'm not entirely sure why everybody has Mississippi State as the number four national seed.
4: I mean I, I, TCU losing that series this past weekend to Texas you know I, the D1 ball had the, had Texas ahead of Mississippi State State's RPI is higher their strength of schedule is higher and they beat them head to head so I have no idea why they would be ahead you know when it was TCU there I understood they had the head to head win and and I, and I got that and TCU is a really good baseball team so is Texas but yeah, right now, you, the state can make a really strong case if they finish the season the way they should that they could end up being the number two national seed, especially if things go their way and they win the SEC championship. I, I think Arkansas, no matter what, is going to be that one seed because they're not going. it doesn't look like they're going to lose a series this year, and you have to respect that even if you don't win the conference title. But state could, eat, could be the number two seed if they can somehow find a way to get the SEC championship.
2: I'm, I'm going to quibble with something that you just said a second ago. Arkansas okay. number 1 regardless of what happens. I think so. Mississippi State finishes as we talked about with Missouri and Alabama. I think worst case scenario, they go 4 and 2 over the final 6 games, likely go 5 and 1, and it's not anywhere close to out of the realm of possibility that they sweep the last two series to go 6 and 0 against those two teams. Right? In fact, it might be more likely that they go 6-0 than they go 4-2 over the final two weeks of the regular season. Arkansas, on the other hand, goes to Knoxville to face a Tennessee team that, guess what? Guess what, Michael Borky? Guess what they're doing at Lindsey Nelson Stadium this weekend?
3: A checkerboard
2: pattern. 100% capacity With the number one team in the country rolling into town. It will hands down, hands down, be the best baseball environment in Knoxville in two decades. I agree. And it won't be close. Now, that probably means 4,500 a game? 4,000 a game? I don't know that Arkansas will shudder at that number of people. Especially considering that when Mississippi State was still at like 50 or 60% capacity, they played in front of seven to 9,000 three times. And then they played in front of 11,000 for three straight games in Oxford. I don't think Lindsey Nelson's like going to make them. I'm just saying, it's going to be a great environment.
4: Nasty fans up there, too. Don't forget. It's kind of an ugly environment. But what you're saying, though, I see what you're getting at. But if Arkansas they, wins every series... Florida. Then they host. If Florida, they win uh, those series, yes, hundred percent. They have to be the number one seed now. If they somehow lose a series and State is able to get the SEC title, maybe you can make a case. But if they go two and one, two and one, even if they lose the the SEC title to State, they're still probably the one seed because they've won every series at that point. What can you say?
2: Yeah. No, I I, I don't disagree with that. Yes, if they win, I mean, good grief! If they go. If they go three and three in their last six games. I think Arkansas is still probably the number one seed, but if they were to lose these final two series,
4: so that's different. That's a different scenario, sure.
2: And maybe it's a little far fetched, considering the fact I, that Arkansas is thirty-seven and nine. And I think they'll go and two and one, two
4: I think they'll go 2 and 1 2 and 1. I think they'll and that's going to give state an opportunity like you said because state yeah. could go 6
2: and out. It will give Mississippi State the opportunity to win the SEC West and be the regular season SEC champions. I don't know that it gives Mississippi State the opportunity to um to surpass Arkansas in terms of the number 1 overall national seed.
14: Right.
4: But the could state could be the 2 seed. In which case you're not you're talking about you don't see Arkansas again until you play them in the championship series if you get that far.
2: And by the way, Tennessee's in the running to win an SEC title as well. They are. That's what a, that's, seventeen that, that's, and seven.
4: That's gonna sort itself out this weekend with Arkansas playing Tennessee.
2: One of those teams is dropping out. I think so. Unless something weird happens with Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt played one has played one fewer game. If
4: you're an MSU fan, much as it might pain you, you cheer for Ole Miss at least one time this weekend. They, You need the Rebels to win one game and sort of give Vanderbilt another loss.
2: We get a message that says, I just heard where the Rebs are number two seat, uh, number two seed and not hosting. How in the world can Ole Miss have a number 10 RPI and not be a 20-team host site? Well, all you have right now are projections. We have no formal news. Ole Miss is likely to be one of the 20 potential host sites, but all of the projections currently have Ole Miss as a two-seed because they're not playing good baseball or have not played good baseball over the last six weeks in terms of winning series. They've lost more than they've won. Jay Powell will join us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Coming up next, this is
15: Sports Talk Mississippi. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 68. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 55. Your Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 73. Thursday evening, mostly clear, low around 51. And for your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 77. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
9: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace.
16: As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit
2: rjyoung.com slash COVID.
17: In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs and trucks of the future
18: for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, SUVs built to command the road. And the 2021 F-150. Smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Drive one at your Mid-South Ford dealer today.
8: I'm Dr. Michael Walker
11: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey Firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust
1: and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Here's Uncle Cy. Bugs can not be a problem. Then you got the termites. They got big teeth, like this barn. It would probably take them all maybe three or four days to eat this barn down, and there wouldn't be nothing but the tin left laying on the ground. Bunch of sawdust. That's all they leave behind, sawdust. How many bugs have I got in my bed? Hopefully none. Is that what's been moving? We got a tough crowd here, boys. If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator. The
15: name to trust for over 65 years. At Havard Pest Control, the difference is
1: at Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard pest Control. Visit
15: HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk
7: Mississippi News. Although the Colonial Pipeline has been shut down due to a cyber attack, Ag Commissioner Andy Gibson says Mississippi has other resources for fuel.
19: That Colonial Pipeline is one of only many different ways that we have fuel here in this state. We have plantation pipeline, we have terminals at Vicksburg and Greenville on the Mississippi River, we have Aberdeen on the 10 Tom Waterway, and of course, we have a great Chevron
7: refinery in Pascagoula. Along with other state leaders, Gibson continues to warn against the dangers of panic buying. And the Pfizer vaccine has been approved for a younger population. Jonathan Sari with Fox has more.
4: The FDA's uh, emergency authorization of the Pfizer vaccine in children as young as 12 could speed that
15: age group's return to traditional classrooms, and regulators may consider that vaccine for use in even younger kids in the fall.
7: Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk, Mississippi News.
1: is This this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly.
2: And with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Our buddy Jay Powell on your radio right now, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Jay, we want to talk Mississippi State, but uh, little birdie tells me you guys got a big game coming up tonight.
21: Yeah, we do. We uh, got some good ball clubs playing down here at Jackson Prep tonight. Uh, got the first game of a three-game series, the state championship with uh, Oh, that's an MRA, and uh, I tell you, man, it's uh, it's a testament to the baseball, the, the way it's been played right now, in Mississippi. I counted them up; I think there's ten or eleven Division One commits that's going to be in this game tonight. Wow, that's great! And, and, I mean, and,
2: and Jay, the thing is, you got that story playing out all over the state of Mississippi. Um, I, I live in Oxford. Oxford and Tupelo played, and Tupelo right. won both games. They got one kid that's committed to Ole Miss, another kid that's committed to Mississippi State. That's happening over and over and over in the Pine Belt. It's happening on the coast. It's happening in the Jackson area. The high school baseball in this state is unbelievable.
21: It, it, it really is, man. It's uh, I think there's a lot of things uh, that's going into play of that. I think one of the coaches is really good and. Uh, but I think more than anything, it's our college baseball teams. I think they see how good our college, all three of them, and um, you know, JSU's having a pretty year. They just see how good that is, and it just yeah. kind of, you know, filters down in the high school level. Um, and it's 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 good right now, man. It really is good as I think I've ever seen it. All
2: right, I did not intend to go down this road, but since we're talking high school baseball, let's take it a step below that. Um, travel ball at the youth level. It's happening at six years old, it's happening at seven years old, certainly eight, nine, ten years old. I know there's a lot of good in it, but right. there also can be some danger in it as well. G- give me your opinion on travel baseball with six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds.
21: I think it's, you know, to me, once you hit about a 10, or really about 11, 12, I think that's when it gets really important. Um, it, it is what it is, man. Obviously, the more you play, um, Richard, you know the better you're gonna get, but it's a double-edged sword. Also, you're dealing with kids with open growth plates, kids that's not finished growing, and they're a lot more susceptible for injury and and broken, broken growth plates and that kind of stuff. And a lot of times it, it won't show up. Then it shows up, you know, when they're 15 and 16, and that's when they start having you know Tommy John and that kind of stuff. So um, I, I think the world we live in now, um, if you want to play at a high level. I think you have to do it, but you gotta do it smart. I mean, summer's great, have some downtime, find a find a season that you can, you know, do something different and uh just allow your body to recover a little bit.
2: This Mississippi State team, I asked Kate that a second ago. I, I, I kinda laid out the scenario, but the ultimate question was how good are they? I'll ask you the same thing. How good are they?
21: Well, I mean if you look at their lineup, if you look at their averages I mean, really, there's only a few guys that you really are, are, are you know, scared of, I guess you could say. Um, Tanner Allen may be the best player in the country. Um, you know, Rowdy's on fire. Um, other than, You know, once you get past that, Cameron's playing. It's, it's a lot of guys just kind of doing what they have to do. Um, and I think they've got a chance to be really good. I, I, the thing that really you've seen the last, I don't know, for a while really with that group is – one, they seem to play their best toward the end of the year. And two, they just have this kind of relentless attitude and competitiveness that just kind of follows that program. And it, they're, they, this group's bought into it again. And um, I, I tell you one thing I was concerned about after last year, because you know, Jake had kind of been the heart and soul of that group. And uh, when he left, my concern was, was well, who's going to feel that? Because leadership's a real deal, especially in college sports. and um, I think you've seen Tanner kind of embrace that over the last three or four weeks. And I think that's had a little bit to do, too, with this group kind of gelling and, and playing pretty well.
2: Jay, you've played ball at a bunch of different levels. High school level, successful there. College level, successful there. I mean, good grief, you got a World Series ring. So take people throw out, oh, team leader, leadership all the time. But I'm not sure we really know what that always means. So when you're talking about within the confines of a baseball locker room, and you say this is the guy that that players gravitate to, what what is that, and and is it always the same?
21: No, it's it's not. And and you know, you, and I'm just going to use Jake as an example again because I've I've been close to that program for a while as far as being in the radio booth. But Jake was more of a you know Jake was getting face. You know, you can see him hollering at guys running off the field. You know, he was a real vocal leader and an on-the-field guy. Um, just from watching it this year, you know, I think the thing that, that Tanner's done that's been so impressive is, it's one, the way he approaches the game and the way he plays. And I think the the, the rest of the team has started gravitating to that. I mean, that dude is, he's, li- he's really one of the smartest baseball guys I've seen on the field. I mean, he's just instinctively, he's got it. And I think some of the other guys have started picking up on that. I you know how hard he plays. Um, so there's deep, different type of leaders. And I think that's what Tanner's kind of done these last, um, you know, three or four weeks that the kids have kind of gravitated to and, and really just kind of picked the whole group up.
2: Can a pitcher be a leader, or does it have to be a position player that's in the lineup every day?
21: You know, that's a good question. Um, I've seen teams where pitchers are leaders. Um, I mean, I think they definitely can. I think it's about how you approach it. I, I think it's tougher, though, especially a starter, to be that guy, if that makes sense, um, you know, because they're only out there, you know, probably once or five days. Uh, college, I think, is a little different because you're playing these three-game series and you're so involved in one of the games. Um, but I think most of the time um, a lot of leaders usually are position guys just because they're an empty-day out-there guy.
2: Jay Powell visiting with this Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. He's the color analyst on the Mississippi State Radio Network. and I help coach a team trying to win a state championship tonight, assistant coach at uh, Jackson Prep as well. All right, so we got the Gunner Hoagland news officially yesterday, uh, partially torn UCL, Tommy John surgery coming up. And we got an interesting text, Jay, yesterday during the show. And the question was, is it possible that these guys are not throwing enough? Because everybody always goes to the Tommy John, UCL, they're throwing too much, they're throwing too many pitches, et cetera. But is it possible that their arms are not conditioned the way, even when you were playing, guys were throwing more, they were throwing more often, they were going deeper in games?
21: Well, I I have to defer that to the the guys that, that make a whole lot of money operating on those guys and rehabbing on that kind of stuff. I know Dr. Andrews has always told me that it's an overuse injury, um, and, and that okay. that was what it, it was always told to me. Now I do think there's, I, I think there's, it's just different. The game's different now. Velocity has become king, and if you're not bumping, you know, we got two guys tonight, in high school, that'll be 90 to 96 with radar gun. So if, if, if you don't have that, you're not. You know what I'm saying? You got to separate yourself with Velo. And so, so many guys are putting so much more emphasis on throwing harder at a younger age. Um, And I think that's where a lot of our injuries are coming in. And it's it's really nobody's fault. It's just kind of the evolution of our game. Um, But that being said, I think that launch angle has taken hold of pro ball. So, strikeouts are way up. Pitchers want to get harder, above barrels, higher in the strike zone. The elevated fastball is taken off because of launch angle. So, all that... You know, kind of feeds off itself, and now you've got kids throwing harder, wanting to throw harder, training to throw harder at a younger age. And I think mean, it just—you know—it's the nature of the beast, so to speak. There's only so many bullets, so many—you know—times you can stress that ligament or those tendons before it's going to go.
2: Jay, would there be a place in Major League Baseball today for Greg Maddox?
21: I think so. I mean, people say that, you know, and ask me that. And uh, I think at the end of the day, if you get guys out, I think there will be a place for you. I think he would be better today, honestly, than he would have been in my day. Because you look at the way guys approach hitting, I mean, what what Greg did as a pitcher, he, he beat him alive. I mean, changing speed, changing locations, changing eyesight, I mean, not only that, but changing speeds on fastball. I, I really think he would be as effective and maybe a little bit more today than he was you know, back in his prime, just because of the way hitters approach it. Now, that being said, if, if he couldn't throw 97 above the belt, I don't know if anybody would pitch him. But, um, you know, hmm. he, from the way they approach it, man, I, I really think he would be pretty effective.
2: Greg Maddox, is name that always gets brought up in, in that piece of the conversation. Who's another guy that falls into that category that doesn't get mentioned as much?
21: Well, I mean, you look at a lot of those guys that i that I played with. You know, Jamie Moyer was another one. Um, you know Shane Reynolds, the pitcher we had with um, with Houston. I mean, he was a you know eighty eight to ninety two split finger you know, breaking ball guy. Um, I mean, Tom Glavin is another one. You know, these guys were not overpowering guys. And there's guys like that in pro ball now. But um, I just think so much more emphasis is put on velocity. And it's you know I have I have friends in pro ball now, and uh, I was actually texting to them last night. And, you know, there, there's just – nobody's teaching. It's all about computers. It's all about, you know, spitting out numbers. It's yeah. not about really learning to pitch. And that's the part that we're starting to lose in the game. Um, and, and, you know, it's just because, one, I think a lot of these young guys, they don't know how to teach that. They don't know how to read swings. They don't know how to teach, you know, foul balls. They don't know how to teach, how, you know, what did that. What did it take what did you know when he took that pitch, what did it look like? They don't know how to teach that. So
2: all the Jay, super insight. Can't thank you enough for your time. Good luck tonight. Talk to you
6: soon, my friend.
21: All right, man. We'll see you?
2: That's Jay Powell.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. No accidents or breakdowns to report at this time. Traffic is moving smooth on 220, I-55, and 20. If you see any traffic problems, contact your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
9: Rigsland Mitsubishi is your truck and Jeep headquarters. Yep, you heard that right. Your truck and Jeep HQ. Whether you're looking for a two-wheel drive, four-by-four, or a diesel, come check out our amazing truck selection. Every brand, every size, lifted and customized. We've got them. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hard Tops, Soft Tops, Lifted and Kitted Jeeps for you to choose from. We're sure to have exactly what you're looking for because we are your truck and Jeep HQ. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. Our credit special we work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. What are you waiting for? Get to your truck and Jeep HQ at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today. Or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. See you for details with credit. G3 Services is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's Handyman
1: Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Coors Light and Family Termite welcomes the Mi Crazy Comedy Tour featuring Chad Brather. I hear somebody yelling across the parking lot. Chad Brather
5: is that you? With
1: special musical guest Cole Ford. My life, my life is perfect. My, son, my 10 penny plus ira dean and andy griggs coors light and family termite welcomes the am i crazy comedy tour thursday may 27th at the scott county forest convention center for tickets and more info visit watchchad.com
15: watchchad.com
22: Ingalls Shipbuilding, you can be a part of something bigger. You can make your mark on some of our nation's most important work. You can take pride in what you've accomplished, helping build freedom one ship at a time. Find your purpose, transform your life, build your career. Apply today at buildyourcareer.com. Ingalls Shipbuilding is a division of Huntington Ingalls Industries. What's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means
1: to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert weekdays ten to one on Super Talk Mississippi. What we're gonna do right here is go back and now back to the- back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling on Super Talk Mississippi.
5: We built this city. We built this city on rock. Right.
2: Built this city on rock and roll. Love it, don't you? hate that? Huge
5: fan.
2: Hey Borky, you see I got the uh, I got the chicken shirt on today?
16: Heck yeah.
3: I can't. It's my favorite logo in golf. It's one of the. It's the best trophy in sports. One of them, anyway. And, Ooh. Ooh. I mean, like, there's more iconic ones, but when you talk about a giant rooster as a trophy, I mean, it doesn't get better than that.
4: I would rather eat ribs than chicken, so I don't know if Floyd of Rosedale might have the uh, the lead here, but
3: that's oh, a great trophy.
2: I mean, it is, it great. is a great trophy, I and the T markers are fantastic. Obviously, talking about the Sanderson Farms Championship,
3: yeah. Uh, in Jackson? Fans will be back, I assume. Packed house this year, right? Yes, sir. Field will probably be really good again. Sports Talk Mississippi will be there live, we hope. We think. And I'll be that on the course every day. set up two years day, ago. So, yeah.
2: That's set up two years ago when we were in the clubhouse, kind of looking down on 18 green coming in. You could see 10 tee box could not really see 1T kind of off in the distance could see
3: 1T from where we were right yeah it's it's so you can see one is more off to the right from where we were right no so so you saw one so you, oh,
2: okay one you see, okay one was right under his 10 yeah. was off to the left and then that was 18 green coming up
3: 18 How green yeah. yeah it's like 18 1T 9 green 10T off in the distance I hadn't
2: played CCJ in so long well, it's a fun golf course. Yeah,
3: maybe we need to, you know, work that out on tournament week. Maybe mix into the pro am. The fact that Ryan Brown got to <laughs> play with uh, play with John Daly over at the Regions Tradition, which we're going to talk to him about that this week. I, I promised last week we we're going to do that. I've been talking to Ryan. Apparently, it was fantastic. I mean, I'm I, sure playing with John Daly's got to be pretty awesome. But since he was able to do that, I feel like it it, it should be where the two of us. I know, hey, that doesn't play. Like, get, get paired up with like Sergio or somebody like that. Oh, caddy. Or give me Duffner. I bet Duffner's got some low key great stories. Probably so.
2: I, I'm glad that I had the experience when the, um, it was still the web.com. Corn Ferry Tour had the, the one year event at Oxford, kind of gave it a go. Weather was okay. I played it at the country club. I've told this story before. I got to play with Sungjay. That was really cool because he's—I mean, Sungjae M is going to win a major. I think. I, I think his game is such that he'll get hot for a week and he'll win a major. Maybe he wins a couple of majors when it's all said and done. But in terms of conversation, eh, not really. <laughs> nope. English was more of an idea than a an understanding for uh, for Jay.
3: Well, now at least so, though he can uh, likely afford a traveling translator like uh, a few of these pros have. Yeah, I don't think there's any question
2: about that. And Corey's sending us some great pictures, and I'm not sure if that's... His little boy, or a friend, or whatever. He accidentally the, uh...
3: sent us a beach picture of himself. <laughs> yep, he went. He went Sanderson
2: Farms Championship. Some great pictures with golfers mixed in there. There's a picture with Joe Sanderson uh, with little boy in there as well. And then we get one. Corey <laughs> shirt off, flexing in the sand, toes in the water.
3: Hello, <laughs> boy, Corey. Looks like you were having a good time in all of these pictures, though.
2: There's no question. No question. Hey Dan, did you like how I turned hey, got my golf shirt on to uh
3: entire segment about golf? It's, it's what I expect. Yeah, but we brought it back local with a really we did, great we did. event. They no, did good. They did good. There will be fans in attendance and what what cracks me up is all of the uh, the that, what do you call them club areas behind some of the greens where they've got TVs and a bar and stuff. Every TV's got football on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've never
2: been around for the weekend. It's kind of hard to do in the middle of football season. But Thursday, Friday at a professional golf tournament is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, I I was following Bill Haas and Lucas Glover on Saturday, and they're both. So Glover went to Clemson, and he's diehard Clemson. And Bill Haas apparently also keeps up with Wake Forest football because they asked. A kid must have been 12, 11 or 12 or so. To every time he got close to them to update them the scoreboard from the college football weekend. So every time they'd get to a new T box, they'd be like, hey, man, what's the score? And the kid would pull out his <laughs> phone and read all the scores to him. It was pretty funny. That's
2: good. Uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. So you got the uh, Byron Nelson on tour this week, and the next week's the PGA championship at Kiawah. I was watching highlights last night. Uh, Golf Channel does a Golf's Greatest Rounds show. Sure, Haydad was locked in on this as well. Um, 2012 at Kiowa, when Rory just went off and demolished the field, just could not miss a putt. Rory, a winner on tour last week, going back to a place with great memories. Hey, we'll get those for you. Somebody just said, what are the dates on the Sanderson? Borky will dig those out, we will give them to you. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour, later in the show this afternoon, in the 5 o'clock hour, Dr. Reeves Moore from Specialty Orthopedic Group will join us. He studied did his uh, fellowship at Dr. James Andrews Clinic. We'll talk with him more about Tommy John and UCL injury. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back.
1: America's music, Super, 12, Mississippi, 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 super powered Talk Powered by your
20: true professional. 24-7 and and Super FM. Fox News, I'm Rich Denison. President Biden today meeting with the four top congressional leaders at the White House.
0: A discussion mostly focused on infrastructure and job creation. Top Senate Republican Mitch McConnell says paying for a plan remains a sticking point.
20: We're not interested in reopening the 2017 tax bill. President
0: Biden is proposing raising the corporate tax rate lowered by that tax law to offset infrastructure costs.
20: Fox's Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill. Officials in the southeast are urging drivers not to hoard gas as distribution issues continue after a cyber attack forced the shutdown of a pipeline system that serves the nation's east coast.
4: The national average fuel price has surpassed $3 a gallon, according to AAA. That's up from $1.85 a year
20: ago. Fox is Jonathan Sari in Atlanta. America's listening to
14: Fox News. Fox on chat. Apple wants to clarify just how the newly announced AirTag is supposed to be used. The AirTags are similar to Tile, a small device you can put on your keychain or in your wallet so you can quickly find them if they go missing with the help of an app. AirTag can also be added to your remote, your luggage or your wallet, but not your child or pet. In an interview with Fast Company, an Apple representative said the AirTag is designed to track items, not people or pets, suggesting an Apple Watch with family setup is best for your children. For pets, there are a variety of devices that can attach to collars that can track your four-legged family members via GPS and cellular networks. AirTags make use of Apple's Find My Network, which uses almost a billion Apple devices for location tracking. And should someone attempt to track you with an AirTag, you'll get an alert that an AirTag was, quote, found moving with you, and you'll be able to disable it. Air tags sell for 30 bucks for one, hundred bucks for four. With Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News. I'm
7: Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Rising gas prices aren't necessarily being caused by the disruption of the colonial pipeline or people panic buying. That according to Ag Commissioner Andy Gibson. He explained that any local increases you might see will be related to additional shipping costs incurred with picking up product and markets outside of the routine contract area due to the disruption. Mississippi is on a list of 10 states that can now allow overweight loads of gas on the interstate in order to help deliver supplies. The Colonial Pipeline is expected to be up and running again by the end of the week. With that said, as gas stations are reporting a surge in customers and some reporting shortages, Attorney General Lynn Fitch is warning that price gouging will not be tolerated. If you see an excessive increase in prices, you can call the Attorney General's Consumer Protection Division. Find out how at Supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk, Mississippi News.
10: want to make more money? Do you need a high school diploma? Do you need help fast? No problem. Contact your local community college to learn more about the My Best program. My Best, improving the quality of life for Mississippians. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board.
0: Funding for this ad provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. $3.2
7: billion in federal funding is now available for consumers to apply toward broadband service and computers.
18: The FCC's Emergency Broadband Benefit allows eligible households to receive monthly broadband discounts and discounts on the purchase of a laptop, desktop, or tablet if certain
7: criteria is met. The program will continue until the funding runs out or six months after it is declared that the pandemic is over. To see how to apply, visit supertalk.fm. And the expansion of a sawmill will create new jobs in North Mississippi. With the addition of new operations at its facility in Grenada, Hankins Lumber will invest $12.5 million and create 43 new jobs. Operational for nearly 50 years, the company currently employs 140 Mississippians. With the expansion, the facility will produce over 40 million board feet of lumber per year. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk, Mississippi News.
1: the magnolia state to the world you're listening to super talk mississippi Mississippi at supertalk.fm if it's sports in mississippi you'll hear about it here here sports talk mississippi
9: you like this show huh yeah
1: super talk mississippi
5: what is love baby don't hurt me don't hurt me
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Wednesday, middle of the week. Good to be with you. You want to be a part of the conversation? Let's do it on the C text line. Are your video conferences lagging? VPN connections dropping? VoIP calls choppy? It's time to face the truth. Cable cannot support your business the way fiber internet can. Learn why at cspire.com slash why. Fiber, Porky, did you dig out those Sanderson Farm Championship dates?
3: Yeah, so the Thursday round is September the 30th, so that's round one. Saturday, um, unfortunately, is the day that Ole Miss is in Tuscaloosa and Mississippi State plays Texas A and M. So a really significant college football Saturday coinciding yep. with the golf tournament, but it's okay. That's just fine. No question.
2: And, and you mentioned it a second ago. Sanderson Farms, uh, the Sanderson Farms championship at CCJ and Jackson has been, they have embraced the fact that they're in the middle of college football season.
3: They even they're do, do not like trying a Wear to, Your Team Colors Day or something, too. Like, they're all yeah. in.
2: They, they, I mean, and, and so smart. Don't try to convince people, oh, golf is more important on this particular weekend than college football is. Just embrace how big a deal college football is. You know you've got TVs in the hospitality areas surrounding 18 Green, in the hospitality areas in the clubhouse, and, and folks are locked in on college football. But that doesn't mean you don't have the ability to multitask, that, that you can't be watching great golf on a Saturday on, on the weekend while also keeping an eye on what's happening with college football. I mean, it's kind of an ultimate sports weekend. Oh, it's the best.
4: Richard, I'm about to give you a gift. You ready? Tell We're it. We're going to talk. we got a, we got a story here that involves golf. And the NCAA screwing up. You ready?
2: Oh, I'm absolutely ready. I know where you're going with this, and I think I can provide some supporting information.
4: Sounds good. So Mississippi State was down in Baton Rouge for the NCAA tournament. Evidently, the weather has been really bad down there all week, and today they announced they were going to have to cancel the regional, and they would only take the top six teams from that regional seeding-wise to go to the to the next round of the NCAA tournament, of which Mississippi State is not. So their season is over, and the in the, uh, the announcement that the NCAA made, they said that the course was playable, but not at a championship level. So the course is playable, but not at, at a high enough level to play this championship. So Mississippi State's season ends on an NCAA decision,
2: basically.
3: Which that phrase also doesn't make any sense at
2: all. Right. I want to try to play this. I'm not sure that the audio is going to be good enough for you. This was the announcement that was made on the steps of the University Club in Baton Rouge where the tournament was being played by the tournament director. Now, this is not the guy that made the decision all by himself. There is a don't shoot the messenger element that goes along with this, but I want you to hear, try to hear what he's saying. But more importantly than that, hear the reaction of the women's golf teams that are standing at the bottom of the steps, just out of camera view, you can kind of hear them.
6: Decisions and announcements that i have ever been a part of. Even though the course is playable, it's not playable at a championship
5: level. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: Therefore, the top six teams that are seated will advance, along with the top three individuals
16: not under the six teams. Again, decision that he
5: so You just said it was playable. Is playable. playable, it's, playable. playable. Oh, it's playable. It's playable.
2: All right, so I know that was hard to hear. This was the tournament director who said the course is playable, but it's not playable at a championship level. The top six seeded teams in the field will advance to the next round and the top three individuals will advance to the next round. But what you heard, obviously that was a a, a cell phone video that was either made by one of the players or one of the coaches, and you could hear the girls, the, the young women, in the background saying, you just said the course was playable, in which case he reiterated playable but not playable at a championship level. So... Here's some of the there's some quotes from Golf Week that go along with this story. Um, one of the screams that you heard from one of the players, are you serious? You just said it's playable. You also heard Purdue senior Inez Wanamarta. Actually, this was not on the video, this was in an interview with Golf Week. What is a championship condition? Doesn't it prove even further, if it's in really difficult conditions, who should advance? Miami had a player, Renata Grimstad, who dropped to the ground in a puddle of tears. Other players did that as well. Tulsa coach Annie Young said, it hasn't rained all day. We could easily be through nine right now, maybe more. Not a single shot was hit at the tournament on Monday Tuesday or Wednesday, the six teams that are advancing are LSU, Ole Miss, Baylor, Oregon, Maryland, and Alabama. Those are the top six seeds in the Baton Rouge Regional. Uh, The NCAA released a statement. This will be good. I can't wait. Word salad. You ready? Do it. The NCAA Division One Go- uh, Women's Golf Committee regrets that the 2021 NCAA Division I Women's Golf Championships Regional in Baton Rouge could not be conducted as scheduled this week. The University Club has taken on over seven inches of rain in the past several days. The Division I Women's Golf Committee, NCAA staff, and the Games Committee, a lot of committees, in Baton Rouge have been in constant communication throughout the past several days about the course conditions that have led to this unprecedented and most difficult decision. Here's where it gets interesting. Patty Rizzo is the coach at Miami. She walked all 18 holes on Tuesday afternoon and said that maybe four or five bunkers on the course were in bad shape. She did not see any of the maintenance crew working on the golf course during that time. She made a suggestion to the committee that the par-4 hole be shortened to a par-3 to adjust for the standing water in the fairway. There was another coach, uh, the one I referenced just a second ago, from, uh, from Tulsa. Coach Young, who has served on NCAA committees for several years, like Miami's coach Rizzo, felt that the decision-makers in Baton Rouge were unprepared. She was one of the several coaches who noted that she had not seen a single pump on the golf course. Coach Rizzo from Miami said, Everybody is kind of in a state of shock. Is this a conspiracy or something? Why are we not playing? Yesterday, Patty Rizzo from Miami walked the course, tweeted out a video that says, We should be out there playing right now. In the Sunday coaches' meeting, the committee reminded coaches that if they couldn't get in 18 holes of golf, that the teams would advance off of seating. There was another coach involved with this. Um, let's see, Coach Chadwell from I can't I can't find where Coach Chadwell is in charge, but said this. How about this? This place has zero business hosting another regional. There was zero effort made to adjust as it became clear that the tournament couldn't be played in a normal fashion. The quote, you find a way to get it done. There was a player that called it the most poorly managed tournament she's ever seen, disappointed in the committee's communication with both players and coaches, and felt that in a year in which schedules varied wildly due to the global pandemic that going off of seedings was especially unfair, she said, we're not going to go to nationals. We're just asking to be able to prove ourselves.
3: What's crazy, a couple of things. They wouldn't let the girls play, obviously, but the LSU men got to practice there and use the range when the girls weren't allowed to and play a practice round yesterday there. So it was playable for them, but not the girls. And on top of that, The PGA Tour has dealt with this in the past, as you can imagine. The weather's not perfect everywhere they play. There are uh, things called rules that sports have and they put together where if there's a scenario that happens in a game, you, you find it in the book and it tells you what to do. If there is a handful of bunkers, four or five of them, that have water in them, there is a rule that can tell you what to do in that situation. The bunker does not have to be perfect but there's a, it explains to you what to do. There's no excuse, even with standing water in a handful of spots, not to play because there are ways around it. The PGA Tour finds a way around bad weather and wet courses and standing water. If they can do it, you certainly can. It's just dead wrong all around.
4: They're here for our student-athletes.
2: That's what the NCAA says. Yeah. You're welcome. No, seven inches I, of rain over the gift course to you, of a handful Richard. of days. I know, I know. Seven inches of rain is a lot of rain. I, I will is. give them that. Yeah. But you but figure play, out a way to Playable means adjust. playable.
4: Playable means playable in my and I'm not a golf guy. No, playable right. means playable.
2: Sports talk, Mississippi. Just play lift, clean, and cheap. <laughs> you get to wipe off mud balls, you get to adjust from casual water and deal with it.
17: Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. Did you ever check your credit card statement and detect some bogus charges? If you see expenses you either don't recognize or you know are fraudulent, you have the right to dispute those purchases. But there are some things you need to know regarding the process, like that you generally have 60 days to dispute a charge, and you can't dispute it while it's pending. You have to wait until it fully goes through. The good news is that you're not required to pay the charge while your credit card company is investigating it. Disputing an arom- charge with your credit card company is not your only option. You can also contact the merchant behind the charge and see if you can resolve things directly. Purchases are sometimes double billed by mistake, but if you call the merchant, there's a chance the second charge can be taken off right away. And also, if you see a fraudulent charge, you can reach out to the merchant and ask for it to be reversed. To avoid credit card fraud, you may also want to have the merchant flag your account. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News.
1: The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
18: A customer's generosity at a restaurant in Tennessee makes today's Dean's List. Berg Steakhouse in Gatlinburg was having a busy weekend. Head server Ashley Rackstraw says the restaurant is always busy with no downtime for staff. However, one customer stood out from all of the rest. The man and his daughter came into the restaurant for lunch and then came back for dinner several hours later. The customer left a $1,000 tip. But that wasn't all. The man who wanted to stay anonymous also reportedly paid for two other tables tabs. It was later found out that the customer is terminally ill and wants to spend his money on others before he dies. Everyone was touched by his kindness and several of the waitstaff say they are grateful. To the man and his family, thank you for spreading kindness like sunshine and hopefully others will pass it on. Janice Dean, Fox News.
1: From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. It
5: doesn't get any better than this.
1: On Super Talk Mississippi.
11: Was a beauty from South Alabama. Her daddy had a heart like a nine-pound hammer. Think he even did a little time in the slammer. What was I thinking? She snuck out one night and met
2: me
13: by the front gate. Her daddy came out waving that twelve-gauge. We tore out the drive. He peppered my tailgate. What was I thinking? Oh, I knew there'd
0: be hell. To
2: Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at Supertalk.fm. Not trying to bury the lead. I know this is a really big story. We just have had a bunch of other things to get to first. We've got scheduling news in the National
3: Football League. Yeah. That's exciting. The the beauty of the NFL and they're able to create news cycles out of nothing is pretty masterful. So first of all, they're releasing the full schedules tonight, although a lot of them have leaked, including the Saints' entire schedule, but they're doing the release tonight. So all day tomorrow, it'll be full schedule, release day, analysis, all that stuff. All day long, the sports world talking about the NFL. Today, they let all of their partners on their morning shows, the Today Show, Fox and Friends, I think it was, and what is it, Good Morning America?, is CBS's. Yeah. They all got no, to release. That's ABC. Or, uh, so they all got to release yeah. all the their partners the week 1 games. And so all day it's been looking at week 1. We've known for months the opponents that every NFL team has. Now we don't know the dates, but we knew who everybody was going to play already. <laughs> so we had that news cycle a couple months ago we right. get this one today and another one tomorrow when sports is basically dead. I mean, baseball's kind of in the middle of whatever, the NBA's almost over, but they're not at the playoffs yet. This is a dead time and guess what the story is? The NFL. They're brilliant. Well, they're just and, brilliant at it.
2: And the formula, I mean, you know who you're going to play really years in advance, right? Because you so. you're you're going to play your division opponents twice and then you're going to play the an opposite conference division, and then the other games are going to be made up of teams within your conference. So if you're part of the AFC South, you know you're playing the other teams in the AFC South twice. You're playing, you don't play everybody else in the AFC, though, do you? No. You play another division. Yeah, it's
3: crossover divisions.
2: Well, but I I thought the crossover division was if you were in the AFC South in a given year, you might be playing the NFC South. You'd play But you also uh, have an, a, an a, you also have an
4: AFC division you'll play everybody. Okay. And then I think there's two other random games. So you play you have six games against your own division. Your division. You have four games against another NFC division. So that's 10. That's 10. You 10. You have four games against Another AFC division. That's fourteen, and then there's two more games against AFC Except teams. Except
5: now this there year, will be three additional. Now there
4: will because be have Seventeen
2: in the regular but season. But that's
4: I think that's an interconference or an interconference game because
2: the Saints are playing the Titans. Okay. So there you go. So yeah, Borky. You, I mean, you have a general idea, maybe even a really good idea of, of who you're going to play in a given year, multiple years out because of the rotation that happens.
3: Yeah. I mean, I knew who the and, and Saints then were going to play out, two months but, but, ago, for sure. Yeah, but,
2: but to your point, the NFL makes a release out of these are the teams you're playing this year, just so everybody knows. So you're not going, "Oh, this is the year that you play. You're in the NFC South, and you get to the, the AFC West this year. Or you get the NFC West this year. So they formalize that, and then they formalize opening week, and then they're going to formalize the entire schedule tonight. And you're right. They just absolutely steal multiple news cycles. First of all, the season Masters opener of engagement. In no doubt, tell me the last time Super Bowl champion always plays on Thursday night to begin the season. That's been the case for a number of years. But tell me a time where it felt like the season opener was this sexy. The Dallas Cowboys with the return of Dak Prescott from injury in Tampa Bay to take on the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Bucks led by Tom Brady?
4: Could be the highest-rated game of the regular season. Game one. Ooh.
3: No doubt. Ooh. And this will be the first. You want to talk you about Brady? At-
4: Super Bowl champion Tom Brady, Dallas Cowboys, the highest, the most eyes on anybody. Yeah, return of Dak Prescott. I mean, a lot of storylines. It's also I'm a just popular thinking, team and a popular player. That,
3: that'll be thirty million. Oh, that's a big. That's a big number. But I get. I bet you get. That'll be like a playoff million, game
4: yeah. kind of, of of number. I think.
3: And the first time Bucks fans get to see Tom Brady in their stadium, most of them anyway. Yeah. Because there will be capacity limitations, no more in Florida by that time. So you will have an atmosphere. Do you think
4: that people, you know, obviously people are going to go back to the games? Do you think people who have sort of gotten away from watching games will come back just because, man, I want to see a stadium react again. It's been too long. Yes, I want to see sixty thousand people rise as one when there's a long pass into the end zone or there's an interception or something.
2: Yes, and I think there there are multiple reasons. I mean, the NFL ratings were pretty good this past year. They were really good two years ago. Three years ago was when we had all the the stuff. So it feels like you've got national anthem protest and kneeling in the rearview mirror. You're coming back to full stadiums, and it's going to feel normal again. I think we're going to see NFL television ratings higher this year than we've seen in a really long time. Listen to this week one schedule. All right, so Dallas Tampa Bay on Thursday night football. What a start! And man, they're gonna they'll do a concert, and oh, there will be yeah. all the pomp and circumstance, and it will be absolutely spectacular. The early games on Sunday, on opening weekend, Jacksonville at Houston. On the surface, kind of blah, except for the fact that number one draft pick Trevor Lawrence opening his hurt. season on the road. Against Houston, who's a train wreck, is Deshaun Watson going to be playing quarterback? What will have happened with all of that? Is Houston starting some sort of a rebuild? So there's storylines there. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Ah, uh, yes, please. Yeah. Buffalo, a Super Bowl contender. You would
3: think so. Ben hey. Roethlisberger back again for Pittsburgh. In Buffalo, very and, similar and, to Tampa Bay, basically the entire team is back,
4: and with Big Ben, it kind of feels like this might be the last call, right? The last hurrah. It does. So, so a chance to see, you know, this. How does he start his maybe what is his final season?
3: Jets at Carolina, the Sam Darnold revenge game, <laughs> number two pick of the draft, <laughs> Sam
2: Darnold now in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey back healthy. Oh, yeah. Jets fans I'm with hope head. as they begin a new season and with a game to start the year that you got, yeah, you got a shot in that one. Arizona at Tennessee, You're three for Kyler Murray. How much longer is the window open for the Titans? A lot of new pieces, but Derrick Henry back, Ryan Tannehill back, A.J. Brown's a star.
3: And healthy now, too. He had two separate injuries at the end of last season. Chargers at the Washington football team. Are they going to have a mascot yet? No, they're waiting they going one more year, year. every oh, after okay. this season. And they're exploring just keeping it.
2: So, so not bad. what, we're talking Justin Herbert year two? Yeah.
3: This is one of the ones where I'll just kind of check getting... the box score later.
2: Yeah, but the Washington's getting better.
3: So. Or I read someone earlier that said that they might have the best defense in the league this year. Year 2 for Chase Young. Huh? Ooh, Chase Young trying to go get Justin Herbert. There's a guy named Sweat there as well that some people well, around like, here may be familiar You run away with you run like, around away sweat? from
4: Young and then run into Sweat.
3: Minnesota at Cincinnati doesn't
2: do much for me if I'm being honest except for the fact Joe that we Burrow, Joe coming Burrow, back back. Yeah, yeah, Joe no, Burrow I'm, coming back I'm, from I'm injury. Yeah, I I with you. I'm so, I'm so, just saying that, that one doesn't do a ton of uh, outside of that. Right, but there's a storyline that has you has you paying attention. Niners at
4: Detroit. Start of the Jared Goff era, and maybe the Trey Lance
2: era. Surely he's not starting out of the gate.
3: No, they said it's going to be Jimmy G. Oh, is that what they said? That'll Philadelphia the at Atlanta. The
2: Kyle Pitts debut for the Atlanta Falcons. Jalen Hurts. QB1? What was the... um? Orchid, I I think I said this to you and not on the air. I've got a semi-hot take. The addition of Kyle Pitts to the Atlanta Falcons is going to have Matt Ryan in the MVP conversation.
3: If they can stop anybody, that offense should produce an MVP numbers quarterback.
4: I can can feel the heat through the
2: microphone of that take. I like it. The other early game, Seattle at Indianapolis.
4: Carson Wentz era. Not
2: bad. The, The midday window, though. That's where it gets hot. At least the two of them but more coming more coming after this break you don't want to miss what else is coming in week 1 we'll tell you what it is next sports talk mississippi streaming at
1: supertalk.fm in a world full of noise the latest news finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming that's why Super Talk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information, and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Super Talk Mississippi small business under siege.
11: As the U.S. economy comes back to life, finding workers to come back with it is a big challenge, especially in the restaurant industry. Jason Fernandez owns an Italian bistro near Tampa, Florida. He has nine positions that he needs to be filled. It is one of the biggest challenges that we face right now in operations.
2: Um, We run ads, we, we do referral fees. Very difficult to compete with the free money.
11: Bartender Bob Burton moved to Tampa from Nashville six months months ago looking for work. It didn't take him long. I got a
0: job the second day I was here. Second Second day. day? Yeah. Came in, dropped off my resume with Vance. He gave me a call back. I came in, he hired me on the
11: spot. Both Jason and Bob say generous government benefits means workers earn more money staying at home. But for those who do punch the clock, the tips are good and the hours are long because they're not getting a lot of help. In Tampa, Florida, Ashley Webster, Fox News.
1: The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
18: A man whose life was turned around because of the kindness of strangers makes today's Dean's List. Kenneth Smith was homeless and sitting outside an Outback Steakhouse in Fort Worth, Texas. A customer who was leaving the restaurant asked him if he was okay. He was honest and said no. The woman gave him a $100 gift card so he could buy dinner. While he was eating, he met the restaurant's managing partner, Laura. Laura says she wanted to make sure he didn't go hungry and told him to come anytime for a warm meal. Several months later he asked for a job and began bussing tables. Neighbors and friends began hearing about Kenneth and raised over two thousand dollars to help him get back on his feet again. A chain reaction of kindness and Kenneth says he feels blessed by the outpouring of community. He says this is a whole new beginning that God has blessed him with. Amen, Kenneth, and thanks to all those who lent a hand for a stranger who needed it. Janice Dean, Fox News. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi
7: News. Rising gas prices aren't necessarily being caused by the disruption of the Colonial Pipeline or people panic buying. That according to Ag Commissioner Andy Gibson. He explained that any local increases you might see will be related to additional shipping costs incurred with picking up product and markets outside of the routine contract area due to the disruption. Mississippi is on a list of 10 states that can now allow overweight loads of gas on the interstate in order to help deliver supplies. The Colonial Pipeline is expected to be up and running again by the end of the week. With that said, as gas stations are reporting a surge in customers and some reporting shortages, Attorney General Lynn Fitch is warning that price gouging will not be tolerated. If you see an excessive increase in prices, you can call the Attorney General's Consumer Protection Division. Find out how at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk, Mississippi News.
13: Go with the home team. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats. Slow downloads. Oh, come on! It's just not a good look. Instead, call C Spire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses. No apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com.
1: No matter where you go. Mississippi should we, should we on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: We got a message on the Ceasefire text line during the break it says, I can't believe the Saints are not in the first weekend with all the interest now that Drew is gone. Oh, they're in the first weekend. We just haven't gotten to the afternoon slate of games yet. So those were the early games. Thursday night football, Dallas and Tampa Bay. The noon kickoff games, Jacksonville at Houston, Pittsburgh at Buffalo, the Jets at Carolina, Arizona at Tennessee, the Chargers at Washington, Minnesota at Cincinnati, San Fran at Detroit, where Jared Goff will be making his debut, Philadelphia at Atlanta, Seattle at Indianapolis, and then the afternoon window. Four games. On Sunday afternoon, the Denver Broncos are at the New York Giants. All
5: right, Giants
2: going to be sports? better this year? Yeah, they,
3: they better
4: be. They they better be. Yeah, they they they've they've got too much talent at this point now to be terrible.
3: Two of these four games are going to be an afterthought nationally. You're going to get one of those coverage maps, and it's going to be like just the outline A of the two sliver cities, of New York. Yeah.
2: York's, yeah. So, Denver at New York, one of the afterthoughts. The other afterthought, frankly, is Miami at New England. I'm not sure that it should be an afterthought. That's a big game early in the season. It's a big game early in the season. And Miami is building it the right way. If Tua Tonga-Vailoa can continue to kind of advance and get better and whatnot, then look out. You said the right way. You said the right way, and I
4: I had a flashback to something there. I don't know what it was. Some post-traumatic
2: stress disorder. Oh, crew? (laughs) Ha! Sorry. There you go. My God. The two games will not be an afterthought in the afternoon window. The Green Bay Packers headed to the Caesars Superdome. I don't think that's official yet. Well, but the, it's so going to be.
3: They've bought it. Uh, it just won't take into effect until in, July, and apparently they haven't quite decided how they're going to phrase the name just yet. They're still working on that. Okay. Plus,
4: they're waiting on Little Caesars to buy the uh, the
2: Smoothie King Center or whatever it is. And, <laughs> so
4: yeah, Caesars Jeez. and Little, Caesar's, Little right Caesars right next to
2: each
3: other. Oh, my gosh.
2: Green Bay at New Orleans. Will Woo! Aaron Rodgers Woo! be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers? Will Jameis Winston be the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? I mean, we think so. We think so. Yes. We think so.
3: I'll put it this way. There's a reason that the workouts that he is holding right now are with players that he's going to be throwing the football to. There's a reason they're with Jameis and not with wherever Taysom is. You know... Ockham there are so
2: many jokes whatnot. that wrote themselves there, and I'm just going to abstain from all of them.
3: <laughs> um, the Green Bay thing's fascinating now because they brought in. So they have Jordan Love, but reports are out there now that the team is not at all confident in his ability to start this year. Like he is apparently way behind. <laughs> they
4: drafted him in the first round, and they can't get him in year two.
3: Yeah, come on. So they brought Rust. in. Uh, they brought in two guys, one of which is Chad Kelly. Now, I certainly don't think they brought in Chad Kelly to be a starter, although I joked about it on Twitter and got some funny responses. Um, and they just signed Blake Bortles. Mm. Some of you Ole may Miss know. Ole Miss connections yeah, everywhere. I know, right? Um, some of you may know he's the older brother of uh, Colby Bortles. Former Ole
2: Miss third baseman Colby Bortles, and I think helped pay for his school. Yeah, that, that is... The- that is the
4: uh, second place winner of most oversaid thing on broadcast <laughs> after Kramer Robertson is Kim Mulkey's son.
3: <laughs> but they just signed him to a one year deal. And why would you do that to have two backup <laughs> End of sentence.
2: End of <laughs> sentence. Why would, <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you do, why would you do that? <laughs> But, I know I know you were going, why would you do that if blah, 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 right. but the question no, no, no. is more,
3: why, why would you do, do that? that? It's like, was that it was on Friends? Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> but seriously, if Rodgers was coming back, why would you draft last year a first-round pick backup and then sign another backup and then bring in two more backups for a tryout? I think this portal signing means they anticipate Rogers being somewhere else. This is Jeopardy. Here's I mean, your host. It was Aaron Rodgers. It was reported yesterday that he's recruiting teammates to come with him wherever he goes, like full Can't on Shea to- Patterson.
4: Can't wait to see Devonte Adams in New Orleans. It's going to be fantastic.
2: I was going to say, you want to add another layer of intrigue? I mean, the NFL knows stuff. You want to add a layer to this? Oh, what Richard, Aaron don't Rogers you dare! Is oh, the don't quarterback you, from New Orleans, don't, Saints don't you dare! Don't you dare! Don't do that! Oh my gosh! Hey, see, see text line. What are the odds? Rodgers is wearing a Saints jersey. It's still a long shot. I'll give you thirty to
3: one. He would beat them by sixty. It would. It would be one of the ugliest games <laughs> in the history of
4: the NFL. I just sit there with a box of popcorn.
3: They'd have a seven touchdown lead, and Sean would want to throw in. A, he's a, a he's just
4: throwing it up in the end zone to Michael Thomas.
3: Yeah, Trevor to, Simeon or something is still on the roster. Sean's like, all right, all Aaron, right. great game. We're putting little Trevor
2: Jordan in. Humphrey nope. with two touchdowns.
3: Big question here.
2: Big question here. Which game rates higher in the afternoon slot? Is it? Green Bay at New Orleans on Fox, or is it Cleveland at Kansas City on CBS?
1: Ooh, that's, a good,
2: that's a good Cleveland Browns team. Baker Mayfield seems to be growing into it, and I've heard that the guy that throws the football at Kansas City doesn't suck. Mahomes, I think his name. Mahomes? Yeah, Mahalem? Mah- Mahomes? Although the Chiefs decided Mahomes, I think he's Spanish.
3: So you guys remember the Super Bowl where the Chiefs were playing two backup offensive tackles because of injury and they got absolutely lit up. Remember that? I think we all do. They cut those two offensive linemen that were injured and exposed how bad they were without them. They went ahead and cut those guys. It was crazy. Now they've repaired some holes a little bit, but the Chiefs might low key have a weakness, actually, believe it or not, this year. And it would be up front. And Cleveland. And
4: now you get to go up against Miles Garrett? Is that what you're trying to tell me?
3: Yeah. I mean, what a turnaround. For Cleveland football in general. Which gone, game ranks high, rates higher? The Saints. Is Rodgers in Green Bay? If the answer is yes, it's Green Bay, New Orleans. If the answer is no, <laughs> it's Kansas City, Cleveland. There's
4: a caveat. Well, if Rodgers yeah. is in New Orleans... It's still the same game. Richard, million. why would you do that? Now my mind is just spinning. The NFL knows stuff. Why?
3: Hey, the Saints Sunday got night five football? primetime games this year. That's that no less games? than what they had under Drew Brees.
2: No less. Really no less than Kansas City's going to have.
3: Yeah.
4: What's the Sunday they night
2: They will game? play Thanksgiving Day against Buffalo. Thanksgiving night, I guess, against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They will play on Halloween against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and then what? Three other primetime slots.
4: Yeah. What the, was that week
2: one Sunday night game? You didn't say. The Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams. Matt Stafford making his debut as the quarterback of the Rams. I'm in. And Justin Fields. Do we think Justin Fields yes. is going to start the opener for the yes. Bears? Yes.
3: Yes.
4: No, the they, way that... they, they tweeted that graphic of Andy Dalton, so they got to stick with that, <laughs> you know.
3: Uh, Monday night game's awesome. Lamar Jackson in the fully. Don't e- count
2: out Mitchell Trubisky.
3: Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh no, he's in Buffalo now. Yeah, he's not in Chicago anymore. He's going to the Jameis Winston School of One Year Rehab thing. Mm.
2: Should have come to New Orleans.
3: I guess I knew that they
2: traded him. Somehow I forgot that.
11: Yeah, he's. So is it, uh, what, that was not what's,
2: like what's, front page of ESPN headline nah. for multiple days. Though was it? What
4: was? The, who was Buffalo? Who was Baltimore playing? You didn't say. They
2: are in Vegas. Monday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens. The first home
4: at game the in Las Vegas. Las
2: Vegas Raiders. Yeah, people. The first home game either. with fans in
4: Vegas. That'll be something.
5: Oh, I was that about feels to say
4: like a really
3: bad dad joke. Oh, I was. I got to be that.
4: honest. That feels like something maybe we should do a remote for. So let's just start to put the wheels in motion yeah. for Monday Night Football in Vegas.
3: I was See if we can get we should uh, call Raiders uh, MGM fans Grand to sponsor. Dirt, because the Roomba, they're inside of the Roomba.
4: Yeah, come on, come on now. Be better than that. You're better than that,
3: Borky. I'm not though.
2: Josh and Laurel says, why does it sound like Borky is in a tunnel?
3: I am doing a thing where if I know that I'm getting louder because I'm excited, I'm backing away from the microphone a little bit so I don't blow your car speakers out. <laughs> so I'm—that's that, why. See, the further. That's I get why away
4: when Richard starts talking about Aaron Rodgers in New yeah. Orleans, Borky was in the other room.
3: Yeah. So like now, now <laughs> I'm like on top of it, so it probably sounds less like that. But I was getting pumped, if, so I was pushing If
4: Rodgers goes to New Orleans, I'm coming to watch the first game at Borky's house. I'll just put it oh, that way. Oh my
3: gosh, I will lose my mind.
4: <laughs> I'll bring. I'll bring some meat. We'll grill it up. Yes, we will. And we're going to watch the Saints if Rogers is in New Orleans.
3: Might do that regardless, but hey. We might do what? that every week. Just I'll be totally to New honest. Orleans.
4: What da- what's that the date? It's
3: called money
11: that yeah, of us right. don't
4: have a whole We time. don't all have that cross money. We can't all just get on cross one and get on the f- private plane and head down there and
2: get into our skybox. We'll just start saving now. What day is the game? Saturday or Sunday, the what? The twelfth.
4: So state, it states at home that weekend. I don't know. It would be difficult.
2: No, it wouldn't. Get in the car Saturday <laughs> night or Sunday morning. They play in
4: the. I don't afternoon. know when
5: the.
2: I don't know what kickoff is. It could be a night game. By the way, I just told you it's a Sunday afternoon.
22: The game. state
4: game. I don't we'll know back. when the state game is.
14: on Apple's mobile operating system, iOS 14.5 is finally here, and with it the long-awaited privacy update app tracking transparency. Apple sees privacy as a human right, so the software will give users more control over what other apps can track. You're likely familiar with tracking if you've ever searched for, say, a new pair of shoes online. You may have noticed that suddenly ads you see all over the web include the very shoes you were searching for, or something similar. Apple's app tracking transparency requires you give permission to an app to collect your data for targeted ads and if you want to share location data with advertisers. That is often used for retailers to target you knowing you're in or near their stores. Privacy advocates have praised the change but companies that rely on ad revenue like Facebook say it will hurt their business. Going forward, users will see an alert saying what the app you're using will track and with a simple tap you can opt in or out. The 14.5 update is available now with Fox on Tech Brett Larson, Fox News.
1: Whether you're Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.
10: This is House Call for Health. A study out this month by Tufts University finds most people are mostly eating poorly, except those eating at school. They looked at the diets of 40,000 adults and 21,000 children between 2003 and 2018. 65% of adult meals and 80% of kids' restaurant meals were of poor nutritional quality. Entertainment venues and food trucks a little less, with 44 and 52%. Schools, however, topped the chart, with only 24% of meals eaten by kids being of poor quality. The author of the study says schools are the healthiest place Americans are eating, that the findings are very timely because of widespread school closures due to coronavirus, which results in substantial nutritional harms for millions of kids who haven't been receiving meals at school, and that also disproportionately affects low-income Black and Latino children. The study was published in JAMA Network Open. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News.
1: the magnolia state to the world you're listening to super talk mississippi Mississippi. at supertalk.fm you can be a part of sports talk mississippi 888-808-8637 on super talk mississippi
2: Hey, Dad, get a little worked up.
4: You settle back now? Yes. What I was saying was, I don't know what time the state game is. If it's an eight o'clock kick, I'm not going to get up in the morning and go
2: to New Orleans. No. Or leave. Oh, that's right. The I game. forgot. You can't roll out of bed prior to eleven a.m. Shut up, Cross. There are a couple windows I of mean, opportunity. I though. mean, hold on. The whole. The whole I don't know if I can get to New Orleans for a 3.30 kickoff on Sunday when I live four hours. What happens the day before should have no bearing on whether or not you can drive four hours the next day.
4: I'm just five, first off. And secondly, you know, just say. The the money is the bigger consideration.
2: I understand. But if you start planning now.
4: Well, you know, we'll see. Hey. Let's lay plans, you know.
2: I hear you. Um, Cowboys Raiders on Thanksgiving?
4: Sure. What's the Lions game that day? I don't know.
3: So (laughs) I just assumed that the Egg Bowl. Who cares? I just assumed that the Egg Bowl was on Thanksgiving. I even put on Twitter that, I mean, I feel terrible for. The football fans in this state, if you have an NFL team, it's likely the Saints or the Cowboys, based on our very scientific Twitter poll we did two years ago. Um, And obviously the Egg Bowl would be that day, so you have to watch your NFL team and your college team on the same day. That stinks, just from a stress level, on top of having to hang out with your in-laws if you don't like them. But the schedule says the Egg Bowl is not on Thanksgiving. Is that how it's going to be moving forward, or is it just, that's what it says now, in a few months, we'll get the announcement that they've moved it to yeah, Thanksgiving. If,
4: it feels like that's what it is now, and we'll see. We'll just have to see.
2: Trying to think yeah, I don't on know, know when on the, or in the calendar, on the calendar, that contract has been signed. You know, A while back, it was a multi-year deal, and, and when mm-hmm. I say multi, I mean it was like a four-year deal or a six-year deal or something like that. The most recent extension or addition of that was only as a two-year deal, right? Or did, did we just finish two years or four straight years?
4: Well, it was it was three years because you know, 17, 18, and 19 were all on Thanksgiving. This year was supposed to be on Thanksgiving, but when they switched everything around with the pandemic, they moved it to Saturday. That's right. So if you want to... I don't know if they would look at it this way, but it's been two to one startful to Oxford, so I don't know if they would do one more in Oxford, sort of balance the books on that or not.
2: I don't know. I wonder if going forward. I, I mean, this is just completely thinking out loud, and I haven't even really thought about what I'm saying here. Once. CBS loses the primetime window and ESPN has more scheduling flexibility across all of its networks, including ABC, if we will be done with Thursday night anything for SEC teams, outside of maybe the opening weekend. Just because they have more properties to work with? Is that what you mean? Yeah, and... and I don't know if that makes sense or not. I mean, they're going to have the the two thirty window or the the, the you know three thirty Eastern two thirty Central window likely on ABC. They're still going to have, you know, Saturday night prime time where they can put a window. You've still got ESPN two. You've still got ESPN U. If you needed it, you've got the SEC network with two or three games every Saturday. I just wonder, from an inventory standpoint, if it will make sense to take one of the games that you could have in a weekend slot and put it on Thursday night. Maybe it does. Or or maybe ESPN has the ultimate flexibility, and they say, yeah, we can put it on Thursday night because we can plug whatever we want to in on Saturday, wherever we want to. I, I don't know. And I'm trying to remember, and I just don't off the top of my head at what point in the calendar you have this announcement that comes. Is that something that we find out about in May, or is it something that we found out about in July when they roll into a new contract? I don't know. Vorky... Have I missed some news? Carl Lafferty just made a trip to the mound. Ole Miss and Little Rock are playing right now. They get started at uh, four o'clock. Ole Miss leading four to one. Little Rock's got the bases loaded. Nobody out top of the third inning. Austin Miller coming into the game. Carl Lafferty just made the trip to the mound
3: and made a pitching change. Um, wouldn't it be related to the inje- uh, injection? Ejection? Ejection? Uh, on Sunday? Did he stay on the field too long? Either that or was that his second one of the year? It was his second ejection of the year. So he's not coaching don't you, today.
4: Don't you suspend it again? Hey, if you get a second today.
2: ejection in a season, then you have to miss the next game? That would be I mean, I believe guess. you. I, I just don't know that to be the rule, but I believe you if it is. I do remember years ago they said that Scott Berry stayed on the field and argued too long after an ejection. And then he had to miss the season opener the following year. Wasn't that Mississippi State on both ends of that? Hey, Dad, wasn't it regional and then the season opener the next year? Scott
1: Berry, yeah, yeah. From the birthplace of America's music, this is Super Talk Mississippi. Streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. News, I'm Rich
20: Denison. House Republicans have ousted Wyoming representative Liz Cheney from her post as the chamber's number three GOP leader. Cheney, who is the highest ranking Republican woman in Congress, spoke after today's vote.
12: We've got to get back to a position where uh, we are a party that can fight for conservative principles, that can fight for substance. We cannot be dragged backward uh, by uh, the very dangerous lies of a former president.
20: The ouster follows her rejection of former President Trump's claims of a stolen election. Hostilities between Hamas militants and the Israeli military continues today.
7: Palestinian militants have kept up rocket attacks, raining barrages toward Israel. In Gaza, Israel says it's killed a
20: number of senior Hamas militants, but Palestinian officials say more than a dozen children are also among the dead. Fox's Simon Owen in London. America's listening to Fox News.
10: This is House Call for Health. A Florida nurse is released from the hospital following a 111 day stay battling coronavirus. Kristen Kay had experienced multiple organ failures and had to be hooked up to a ventilator. She's had, I think, 75 nurses, 15 different respiratory therapists,
16: 20 plus different doctors, and a couple dozen different support staff
10: and therapists. and. They're all just amazing. Her husband, Steven, says they've been through pretty much every emotion possible. There were times where we didn't know if she was going to make
16: it. And uh, just, this place has, in a weird way, become home and the staff here and they, they... She's a miracle, and, and they
5: saved her life. She's
10: now at a long-term care facility for an undetermined amount of time to continue recovery. But there, she'll have more access to her family and friends. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News.
7: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Explaining his decision to pull Mississippi out of the federal expansion of unemployment benefits, Governor Tate Reeves said that it was done to help businesses that are struggling to find willing workers.
6: For our economy to fully recover, uh, we have to get our people back to work.
7: The opt-out will become official on June 12th, which is the earliest date allowed by federal law. And the future of medical marijuana in Mississippi is uncertain, but there is plenty of farmland, and some continue to consider growing cannabis or hemp. Representative Vince Mangold says there is a risk involved. Those guys that
22: grow that stuff, if if their crop tests hot three times, the crop is destroyed. So everything he's put in, it's, it, it's expensive to grow. The state continues to await a ruling from the Supreme Court on a case that
7: could strike down the medical marijuana program. Steven Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News. As National Police Week continues, Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics Director Stephen Maxwell honored fallen law enforcement officers by sharing his
15: definition of the word hero. Hollywood spends hundreds of millions of dollars each year struggling to define for us what a hero is. They tell us that heroes wear masks, capes, that they're faster than a speeding bullet. They're leap tall buildings in a single bound. They possess superhuman and inhuman strength. But the truth of the matter is, you want to know what the definition of a hero is, all you got to do is look at the individuals represented on this wall.
7: Maxwell was referencing the 33 officers on the Department of Public Safety's Wall of Fallen Officers during a ceremony on Tuesday. And amid fears of a gas shortage, Colonial has announced that they have restarted pipeline operations, although it will take several days for the product delivery supply chain to return to normal. Stephen Gagliano,
22: Talk Mississippi News. Ingalls Shipbuilding, you can be a part of something bigger. You can make your mark on some of our nation's most important work. You can take pride in what you've accomplished, helping build freedom one ship at a time. Find your purpose, transform your life, build your career. Apply today at buildyourcareer.com. Ingalls Shipbuilding is a division of Huntington Ingalls Industries.
1: Of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at SuperTalk.FM. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices, plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on SuperTalk.FM, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Ole Miss, and Little Rock playing baseball right now. They are in the bottom of the third inning, Ole Miss leading 4-1. Rebels went to the bullpen, and Austin Miller got out of a bases-loaded no-out jam without allowing a run. So they're now in the third inning. Uh, I did clear up that because of Mike Bianco's ejection on Sunday, being his second of the year, he was suspended an additional game. So had to sit out today. So Carl Lafferty is coaching Ole Miss uh, in the ballgame today. Thanks for being with us. C Spire text line is open at 601-879-4395. If you want to be a part of the conversation, as many of you have today, we would love to hear from you. Again, 601-879-4395 is the number. Be sure and join Super Talk Mississippi Live this Saturday with Garden Mama and the Handyman. We'll be broadcasting live 8 until noon at Ace, Bolton, Screws, Gluckstadt location. Plenty of door prizes. Pizza from Sal and Mookie's of Madison, Come out and support this local business and see what they have to offer this Saturday at Ace, Bolt, and Screw in Gluckstadt. It's weekend gardening with the garden mama Nellie Neal and then the rock and roll handyman show with um, the one and only Buddy Slovic. It's time right now for the college football fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, these SUVs are built to command the road and the 2021 Ford F-150. Smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. Are you guys enjoying the journey week by week through the college football schedule? That felt like a great idea out of the gate, and I think it's been fun. I just want to make sure we're not boring. It's picking up steam. What are you talking about? Keep it going. Okay. Let's do it. Games seem to get a little bit better each week. Stakes get a little bit higher. How about a Thursday night ACC matchup to start week five? Thursday, September thirtieth, Virginia at Miami. I like it.
4: I like it a lot. Miami, you know, has played a, a good schedule this year. Find out. I mean, this is a pretender or contender kind of year for uh, for Miami. So this is a big
2: yeah. game. Can I go down a, uh, golf in the weeds and a rabbit hole just for a second? Does it involve golf? No. Then go ahead. It involves the largest, solid, concrete, cantilevered roof stadium allegedly in the world. world. I don't Where know when this story was written. A while back, I think. There is a sporting venue in the city of Miami called Miami Marine Stadium. You guys ever heard of that? No. It was a boat racing venue. Right on Biscayne Bay that was in the 60s. It was built in the 60s and then kind of added to Nadir in the 70s. It's now bolted up and has become like a haven for graffiti artists. and whatever. Anyway, I found this story on Sports Illustrated, digging around, finding something else, clicked on a link, boom, 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 and there you go. And it just drew me in. This outdoor open air on-the-water stadium where they had all kinds of boat races, They've done outdoor concerts, and there's this effort to bring it back to life. Just complete non-sequitur. I know that's not related to anything, but if you if you like stadiums and kind of the history of them, do a Google search and find the, uh, the Sports Illustrated article about Miami Marine Stadium. If nothing else, just do like a Google image search. It's really cool looking. Have you guys already done that while I was
3: saying that? Yeah, that place looks sick.
2: How awesome is that? 326-foot-long slab of concrete that serves as a cooling mechanism from the hot Miami sun that shades the stands as they watch boat races down below. Pretty cool. Anyway, like I said, that was off in the weeds. Forgive me for that. I
4: I get it. You're going to talk about how Alabama is going to boat race Ole Miss this week.
2: No, no. I just saw Miami, oh. I thought it, was a it segue. jogged my memory that I read that story this morning. I got you. The game's on Saturday, October the 2nd. Ole Miss in Tuscaloosa to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Ole Miss coming off an open date?
3: I think it's pretty simple. If Ole Miss beats Louisville in the season opener, college game day will be going to Tuscaloosa that day.
2: You've been all about predicting some early um, college I like, game day locations.
3: Yeah, I've still got the nostalgia factor with game day. I know it's a shell of what it once was, as is most things at ESPN, but it's still what I do on Saturday. 8 a.m. rolls around, I'm putting on college game day, and I always want to see the end and see what Lee Corso puts on his head. It's just part of my, part of my weekend, always.
2: All right, this is your Week 5 SEC slate. Ole Miss at Alabama, Arkansas at Georgia, Florida and Kentucky, Auburn at LSU, Tennessee at Missouri, Troy at South Carolina, Mississippi State at Texas A&M, and UConn at Vanderbilt. Kyle on the ceasefire text line is Miami returning their quarterback from last season. Yes, De'Ara King is returning. And all signs point to his rehab going well from the ACL injury at the end of the year. It was in the bowl game, right? Yes, it was. was. And even though he
3: was not leaving for the NFL, people use that as, see, that's why you don't play in bowl games, as if you can only tear your ACL in a bowl game.
2: Uh, perhaps other local interest, uh, interest Southern Miss is at Rice in Houston on
3: cool. Saturday, October the 2nd. Cool location for that venue. Not many people show up to that venue. Rice Stadium in Houston? Yeah, the area around Rice is pretty cool.
2: It is. You're right. Did you know that Rice Stadium once hosted a Super Bowl? Isn't that wild? When you look yeah. at
3: it, you, it's hard to believe.
2: It is. It's come a long way in terms of venues in which NFL teams play their games.
3: That, and then the same thing with Legion Field in Birmingham. I mean, Ugh. think of the games that have been played there. They Olympic games. Soccer. But I know you guys don't care. Uh, but still, they had Olympic games in that place. And now you feel like you need a tetanus shot after you leave. Hey, Dad, feels like you play, painted with a bit of a
2: broad brush there when you said you guys don't care about soccer. I, I
3: meant you, the listeners, like the collective oh,
4: people oh, okay, out there. Okay. What if, what if Sir Ian is, is listening? Come on.
2: You have knighted Ian Banner? He has been knighted. Why not? I'll be sure to let him know the next time I talk to him. Very good. Cincinnati at Notre Dame. That's an interesting game.
5: I like yes.
4: that. I think Cincinnati could go in there and win that game. And Tobacco what, that, Road
2: rivalry. Duke now we're North talking, Carolina. Oh, just move on, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry, you wanted more on Cincinnati. At well, Dame. I'm just thinking My like apologies. you know, Cincinnati last
4: year was like, could they possibly get into the playoff and undefeated? If they beat Notre Dame, you and they're undefeated at the end of the season, you got to talk about them going to the playoff.
3: They have Indiana too.
4: They got to talk about them going to the playoff if that happens.
2: Cincinnati has a schedule this year that if they go undefeated, they should be one of the four teams in the college football playoff.
3: Yep, regardless of what happens Mm. around them. Mm.
2: Can't believe I said that. I think I believe it, though. That would be a road win at Notre Dame and a road win at Indiana.
3: And if they don't get in at that point, you might as well just go ahead and start the expansion after this season. It's coming anyway, but go ahead and expedite that.
2: Speaking at the rest of this, Miami of Ohio, Murray State, Indiana, Notre Dame, Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, USF, SMU, ECU.
3: Yeah, very little depth this weekend, but the big games are, I mean, especially here. No, no, no,
2: that was Cincinnati's schedule for the year. I was just looking at the rest of Cincinnati's schedule, trying to make sure I believed in what I just said a second ago. Are those other ten... I mean, if they get those two in the first four weeks and then they run it and win in the conference championship game, is that enough? Thirteen and zero, Cincinnati, undefeated in the American, with wins over Indiana and Notre Dame, both on the road. Is that enough for you to put them in, regardless of what else happens?
4: Probably. I, mean, I got to see, but it just feels
2: right. Okay. Like, I felt that was a big statement that I made, and then I just almost immediately started crawfishing on it just a little bit.
5: Yeah.
2: It feels like that's good enough, doesn't it? Hmm. There's more that is interesting on this schedule. We'll look at it when we continue. Sports Talk Mississippi, talking about week five in college football. We'll be right back.
1: of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. Have you? On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi, covering the Bulldogs like no one else.
14: Fox on Tech. Apple wants to clarify just how the newly announced AirTag is supposed to be used. The AirTags are similar to Tile, a small device you can put on your keychain or in your wallet so you can quickly find them if they go missing with the help of an app. AirTag can also be added to your remote, your luggage or your wallet, but not your child or pet. In an interview with Fast Company, an Apple representative said the AirTag is designed to track items, not people or pets, suggesting an Apple Watch with family setup is best for your children. For pets, there are a variety of devices that can attach to collars that can track your four-legged family members via GPS and cellular networks. AirTags make use of Apple's Find My network, which uses almost a billion Apple devices for location tracking. And should someone attempt to track you with an AirTag, you'll get an alert that an AirTag was quote found moving with you, and you'll be able to disable it. AirTags sell for 30 bucks for one, 100 bucks for four. With Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News.
1: Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do, with 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state we're on top of it the news the weather the sports and the talk that's important to you the issues that matter to you your family and your bank account it's all right here and when you're away from home depend on the super talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know we're proud to serve our fellow mississippians super talk mississippi
17: Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. Did you ever check your credit card statement and detect some bogus charges? If you see expenses you either don't recognize or you know are fraudulent, you have the right to dispute those purchases. But there are some things you need to know regarding the process, like that you generally have 60 days to dispute a charge, and you can't dispute it while it's pending. You have to wait until it fully goes through. The good news is that you're not required to pay the charge while your credit card company is investigating it. Disputing charge with your credit card company is not your only option. You can also contact the merchant behind the charge and see if you can resolve things directly. Purchases are sometimes double billed by mistake, but if you call the merchant, there's a chance the second charge can be taken off right away. And also, if you see a fraudulent charge, you can reach out to the merchant and ask for it to be reversed. To avoid credit card fraud, you may also want to have the merchant flag your account. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News.
1: From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Wednesday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Dr. Reeves Moore is an orthopedic surgeon with Specialty Orthopedic Group in Oxford and he joins us right now. He uh, also happens to be a guy who did his fellowship, uh, extended training under Dr. James Andrews. And so it seems like it makes a whole lot of sense to uh, talk with Dr. Bohr about UCL injuries and Tommy John surgery. Doc, thanks as always for your time. Great to be with you again.
19: Yeah, thanks, Richard, for having me on.
2: Is this more common than it has ever been? I, I mean, I... I Tommy John surgery wasn't a thing, and then it became a thing, and now it's something that we just hear about all the time, especially with baseball players. Is this procedure and is the UCL injury more common than it used to be?
19: I certainly think it is becoming more common, and is that because there are more injuries out there or are we getting better at determining if a player is injured? Um, There are certainly a lot of studies out there that show that there is a significant increase in UCL injuries in the age group between 15 and 19. Well, those are obviously your high school kids, um, early college pitchers. Um, So I do think there is an increase in that, whether that's attributed to year-round baseball or is that attributed to our medical expertise in terms of better uh, diagnosing the injury. Um, and it's probably both, to be honest with you, but I, I do think it is becoming more common, and I do think there are things, uh, there are reasons why that's happening, and I, and it's certainly uh, becoming an issue in terms of the age of of throwing athletes that I see in my office every day with elbow pain and, and Tommy John injuries. So I, I do agree that it is it is becoming an issue, and it is becoming more prevalent, unfortunately.
2: There's a lot to unpack there, but before we do that, kind of walk us through physiologically what's going on. So, I mean, obviously we're talking about Gunnar Hoagland, who has, is about to have Tommy John surgery. Uh, he's going to Dr. Andrews next Tuesday uh, to have that partially torn UCL repaired. So w- when we hear UCL injury, torn UCL, partially torn UCL, what are we talking about?
19: Yeah, so the ulnar collateral ligament UCL, it's the ligament on the inside for the elbow that is the main restraint or backstop against the stress that your elbow sees when you perform an overhead activity. Um, And that could be not only throwing a baseball, it could be hitting a volleyball, doing a uh, tennis serve, um, throwing a football to a certain degree. It's a little bit different biomechanics in terms of how you throw a football versus a baseball. Um, But obviously, the the sport that that gets the most uh, notoriety for UCL injuries is baseball. But it certainly is uh, stress, the ligament is stressed in other other overhead throwing type of sports. Um, And so, what happens is that the UCL sees uh, an extreme amount of stress with that motion. And it's it's not a uh, normal physiologic motion. Um, and so our bodies were not made to, to, to throw objects overhead. And so what can happen over time is, especially if the, the mechanics of, of how a person throws are, are not good mechanics, uh, if you have a tight shoulder, that can lead to the thrower leading with the elbow, which puts more increased stress on the elbow, the inside part of the elbow, and specifically at the time of joint ligament. And over time, that can cause stretching in the ligament to where it becomes loose. Uh, it has some laxity. You may not have a tear in it, but it can certainly become incompetent. Uh, or if you have a traumatic injury where you throw really hard and you feel a pop, is kind of the, the classic uh, uh, history you get with some of these players. Um, and you can have a full thickness tear, or the here in the kind of the older guys, such as the you know the ex- more experienced college players or the pro guys that, man, I've just got some elbow tightness and soreness, just doesn't feel right. And you get an MRI asking and they've got a UCL tear. Um, and, and so kind of what leads to that is overthrowing, uh, not, uh, not abiding by pitch counts, which are, which there, well, the good resource is uh, uh, pitch count uh, USA, uh, which is a, uh, which is a website that, that actually has guidelines um on there about you know perfect pitch counts for certain ages and you know if you throw a certain amount um you know how many days of rest you need uh so yeah there, there are reasons why it happens and, and there are certainly d- various types of tears uh from your your partial tears that you've suggested as well as the full thickness uh traumatic type tears as well as your kind of chronic attritional tears um so th- those are kind of the 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 options out there in terms of what types of injuries there may be. All
2: right. So tell me I'm dumb for asking this question, and, and I will not take any offense. Visiting with Dr. Reeves Moore from Specialty Orthopedic Group, he's an orthopedic surgeon uh, in Oxford. Um, this feels like it comes from like a Facebook conspiracy theory post, but there, there would be some out there that go, well, guys are not throwing enough anymore. If you look at the old Major League Baseball pitchers, they threw every four days, and they would always throw 120 pitches. And when you looked at their stats at the end of the year, they'd have you know, 24, 27 complete games. It didn't used to be this way. So it kind of goes back to what I was asking earlier. Is there any science at all that supports the idea that throwing more is actually better, even though you're kind of telling us that it's it's actually quite the opposite?
19: Well, so there there's different animals there. So there's a difference between your what I would call a mature thrower, so your major league guys, their bodies are developed. Their arms okay. are developed. Their shoulders are developed as opposed to a high school kid. He he is not done growing. Your your clavicles continue to broaden until you're about 22 years old. And so the stress that a, that a high school pitcher or overhead thrower can withstand is 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 much less. And needs to be less frequent than somebody that's 27, 28, 29 years old can withstand. There's a reason okay. that the average Major League Baseball pitcher, their age is about 27 or 28 years old, and that the Major League season is 162 games. And, then, and if you look down the line, starting at AAA, a AA, and on down the line to college and high school and, and those uh, schedules, they steadily decline in the number of games. And so. Um, there, and there's a reason for that because pitchers in high school can't undertake the same workloads and the amount of stress and the frequency that they see that stress year round, and and so uh, because does that those lead to on- the concern that you
2: were talking about a second ago with with youth baseball where where you get kids in the summer at age ten that are playing seventy games?
19: Certainly, um, and especially the ones that are that are pitching a lot. And and kind of the common scenario in youth baseball is that, you know, not every team's gonna have a you know, a stacked bullpen and three or four starting pitches that they can run out there every time and, and compete. And so what happens typically is you got one or two kind of aces on these youth baseball teams and they get pitched a lot. And so there there is a concern and a possibility of overuse in those scenarios. And and we recommend, uh, you know, about three months of rest in a calendar year. So if you play spring ball and summer ball and fall ball, you know, do you take six weeks off in between? I think you do Um, because, like we alluded to earlier, these young developing arms can't take the stress that a major league pitcher, like I said, they're, they're just two different animals. And they just can't take the stress that, that somebody that has a developed arm and has access to, you know, Major League Baseball athletic trainers and, and physical therapy and arm care, this is not the same.
2: Reeves, let me ask you one more thing before we run out of time. Only about a minute left. Uh, we were talking earlier with Jay Powell, former pitcher at Mississippi State, pitching the big leagues with the Marlins, won a World Series, and he says that, you know, guys are chasing the radar gun right now everybody's throwing harder we look at college staffs and you got you know half a dozen guys that are throwing 94 north of that some staffs have more than that is there something to the idea of all these kids pitching at showcases where they're getting college scholarship offers and exposure to scouts based on whether the first number on the radar gun is a nine when they're 16 years old that is leading to the proliferation of ucl injuries and tommy john surgery
19: I do think that the radar gun, while it is a good tool to have uh, to figure out, you know, how you're progressing in your arm care program, uh, how you're progressing as a pitcher in general, I uh, I do think that there's a good way to use it, but also there's also kind of an unintended consequence of that, and that's for these guys that are doing these showcases that are 15, 16, 17 years old. They try to throw harder and harder and at max effort more yeah. More consistently, which I, I think does put more stress across the elbow and the UCL ligament.
2: Prognosis for a full return for Gunnar Hoagland? I mean, the success of Tommy John is seems to be getting better and better. Only 15 seconds left.
19: Yeah, I mean, it's a 94 to 95% return to play within about 10 to 12 months in, in kind of your younger athletes and then probably in the pro guys, which I would imagine he'd be going pro. Uh, is maybe out to 18 months, but I I would anticipate a full recovery, no issues.
2: Dr. Reeves-Moore from Specialty Orthopedic Group, orthopedic surgeon in Oxford. Thanks so much, Reeves.
19: Yeah, thanks, Richard.
1: The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
18: A customer's generosity at a restaurant in Tennessee makes today's Dean's List. Berg Steakhouse in Gatlinburg was having a busy weekend. Head server Ashley Rackstraw says the restaurant is always busy with no downtime for staff. However, one customer stood out from all of the rest. The man and his daughter came into the restaurant for lunch and then came back for dinner several hours later. The customer left a $1,000 tip. But that wasn't all. The man who wanted to stay anonymous also reportedly paid for two other tables tabs. It was later found out that the customer is terminally ill and wants to spend his money on others before he dies. Everyone was touched by his kindness and several of the waitstaff say they are grateful. To the man and his family, thank you for spreading kindness like sunshine and hopefully others will pass it on. Janice Dean, Fox News.
1: Wake up with Gallo. Go to bed with Bongino. It's kind of like the radio version of a panino. Yeah, that's right, a panino. A radio panino with all sorts of good and gooey Mississippi ingredients right in the middle. Deliciously addictive. Paul Gallo, mornings at 6. And Dan Bongino, late nights at 11. The perfect way to start and end your day Small business under siege.
11: As the U.S. economy comes back to life, finding workers to come back with it is a big challenge, especially in the restaurant industry. Jason Fernandez owns an Italian bistro near Tampa, Florida. He has nine positions that he needs to be filled. It is one of the biggest
2: challenges that we face right now in operations. Um, We run
14: ads. we, We do referral fees. Very difficult to compete with the free money.
11: Bartender Bob Burton moved to Tampa from Nashville six months ago looking for work. It didn't take him long.
0: I got a job the second day I was here. Second Second day. day? Yeah. Came in, dropped off my resume with Vance. He gave me a call back. I came in, he hired me on the spot.
11: Both Jason and Bob say generous government benefits means workers earn more money staying at home. But for those who do punch the clock, the tips are good and the hours are long because they're not getting a lot of help. In Tampa, Florida, Ashley Webster, Fox News. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
7: Explaining his decision to pull Mississippi out of the federal expansion of unemployment benefits, Governor Tate Reeves said that it was done to help businesses that are struggling to find willing workers.
6: For our economy to fully recover, uh, we have to get our people back to work.
7: The opt-out will become official on June 12th, which is the earliest date allowed by federal law. And the future of medical marijuana in Mississippi is uncertain, but there is plenty of farmland, and some continue to consider growing cannabis or hemp. Representative Vince Mangold says there is a risk involved. Those guys that
22: grow that stuff, if, if their crop tests hot three times, the crop is destroyed. So everything he's put in, it's, it, it's expensive to grow. The state continues to await a ruling from the Supreme Court on a case that
7: could strike down the medical marijuana program. Steven Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi
13: News. Now existing customers and new customers get our best phone deals. Existing C Spire customers, new C Spire customers. You might be saying, existing and new customers? That's everybody. And we agree. That's why we call them the Everybody Deals. So whether you're a new or existing CSpire customer, get an Everybody Plan and make our best deals on new phones all yours, no bull. <laughs> CSpire, new and existing customers get our best 5G phone free. Go to CSpire.com for details.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at Supertalk.fm.
20: Daniel LaRusso is gonna fight.
2: Daniel is gonna fight!
4: <laughs> a lot of people with nothing to do in California on a Saturday but go to some random karate tournament.
2: That wasn't just some random karate tournament. I know it was the all-valley valley championship. I know it was the all-valleys, I'm just saying. A lot of people that live out there, even if it's niche. Oh no, you're right. Borky's like, oh, geez, they're doing it again. (laughs) They're doing it again. Would you rather uh, hang out on a Tuesday night at the uh, arcade with the water slide, or spend a Saturday at the All Valley Championships watching,
4: well, Daniel versus Cobra Kai? Uh, is is uh is Allie going with me? I'd rather go to the arcade, to be honest with you.
2: It's Allie than I. Yeah. Other than the fact that they fought on the beach, the uh the the soccer campfire hanging out on the beach on a Friday night when you're in high school looks pretty cool. Well, yeah, yeah, right up and right up until the dirt bike gang shows up and wants to spin their tires in the sand and fight somebody, but you know. A beach and an ocean with a campfire in high school is not a bad way to go through life, is it?
4: No, no. You know, just I'm saying. sure somebody could have you know snuck some beer out there and had a great time. Yeah.
2: So good conversation with Dr. Rees-Moore from Specialty Orthopedic Group just a moment ago, talking about Tommy John, UCL, usage issues. I, I certainly gave him permission. Not that he needed it to call me dumb for asking that question. I, I thought that was a fascinating answer, though. About until you're 22, you're really still growing, and that's why you know it's a it's a younger baseball player's injury.
4: Not, not grow that,
2: beyond that. <laughs> not that you don't see 26, 27, 28, 30 year olds in the big leagues, yeah, who have UCL injuries and have to have Tommy John surgery. But I thought that was fascinating. Well, I mean, that he's, guy
4: is super smart, man. I feel smarter just listening to him talk. But he explains it in a way that I understand what he's talking about, so I appreciate that. I hope he appreciates I, I labeled him our medical expert on Twitter. So,
2: Yeah, I'm good with that. I he's, would think he, he is he, as well.
4: Whenever we have medical issues, we need to call him. He's the guy.
2: All-around really good dude, too for what that's worth. Maybe not, perhaps his ability to choose friends is questionable, but (laughs) here we are. Here we are. Um, Said that the orthopedic community suggests a solid three months of rest during the year. Does that mean put the baseball spikes and the bat and the glove away for three months and go play basketball and football, or does that mean your body needs a break? I mean, we were talking specifically about arm issues. Yeah.
5: Yeah, he did
3: say, didn't he say, you know, go find something else to do?
8: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I'm always fascinated by the the overhead thing versus softball where – pitchers can throw 150 160 pitches and it's no big deal because the underhand is the natural motion of your arm always has yeah. fascinated me
2: Oh well, you think about it well, you, you're just walking along and your arm swings down
4: right oh, yeah, exactly exactly yeah I mean yeah. but you'd be look kind of funny if you walked in <laughs> the street around, just, just arms like, up
5: above your head
2: <laughs> somebody screen cap what just happened Yeah if you're joining us on the on uh, tv.com you got a, a kick out of that all three of us were, were walking with arms overhead
4: it's like the Ministry uh. of Silly Walks.
2: Yeah. Uh So, <sighs> but the good news is at
4: the end of the interview, and and you know, and we've seen it before with with some of the guys that state had. You know, Ethan Small made a full comeback, and yeah, you know, if you're following JT again, and, and what's going to happen with him, it, it, it's not what it used to be. You know, it used to be that you had that injury and your career was over. Now, it's you have that injury, you rehab for a year or so, and then you get right back into the
2: game. And you, you heard him say 90 to 95% recovery, 10 to 12 months for younger athletes in that 15 to 22 range, 15 to 20 range. And then when you're talking about pro prospects, it's more like an 8 to 10 month return. So, you know, if you want to fast forward 10 months, that potentially puts Gunnar Hoagland about the end of spring training probably ready to ease into a throwing program next year. Now, I don't think you're going to see Gunnar Hoagland as the opening day starter for the, you know, single-A whoever. The the El Paso Chihuahuas. Real team. But, yeah. Or the Chattanooga Lookouts or the Memphis
3: Redbirds or anything in between. The, what is it, the Huntsville Trash Pandas? Charleston Firefly or the uh, Columbia Fireflies. Yeah, that was a Tebow team.
2: It was. But toward the start of next year's baseball season, Gunnar Hogan's going to begin, you know, a throwing program. And probably by the middle of the season, he'll be pitching in games, assuming his recovery process goes well. M-Trade Park is the ultimate destination for S A baseball and fast-pitch softball. It's located in Oxford. M-Trade is one of the premier facilities in the south. They've got 12 synthetic turf infields, five Olympic-sized soccer fields, an indoor hitting facility with six batting cages, and a full tournament schedule from now through the end of June. So there's plenty of opportunity to see why teams are calling M-Trade the best facility in the state with playing surfaces that are second to none Plus, while enjoying your team at M Trade Park, come see all that Oxford has to offer world class restaurants and shopping for all. You can check out the full schedule of events and tournament availability online at mtradepark.com for details and registration information. Again, that is mtradepark.com. Ole Miss and Little Rock playing at think they're headed to the bottom of the either fourth or fifth inning. We'll get you a score update on that in just a moment. You watching the schedule release stuff tonight?
3: Every second no. of it because I'm an idiot and that's what dumb people do.
4: I'll just keep up with the Saints stuff on Twitter and the rest of it will just happen around me.
3: <laughs> you can already see the Saints schedule. if You, you like. really can. It's almost all done. But Oh, it's all done. Well, then, I'll, Nick Underhill? The whole <laughs> thing has leaked now. Yeah. I, I love it because people take pictures of the schedule that that was given to the team to let their social media managers you know, get everything together. And there's a watermark on it that says, for use of the New Orleans Saints only or something like that on there. <laughs> and somebody took a picture of it and sent it out to somebody in the media.
4: That's how, that's how the best stuff gets broken. I'm always a fan of that kind of of that kind of breaking news.
2: Score update from Oxford, four to three. Ole Miss leading over Little Rock in the bottom of the fifth inning. I'm sure, you guys saw this story yesterday. The Oakland A's said yesterday that they will start exploring the possibility of relocating, with the blessing of Major League Baseball, which is an interesting way that Jeff Passon wrote it. The way it was originally reported was it was almost the suggestion of Major League Baseball. It's a move that could put pressure on local government officials to greenlight a new stadium project that has spent years in limbo. It's the Howard Terminal site. And good grief, Borky. Was it two years ago, three years ago when we saw those images released? And we're like, man,
3: that looks cool. Looked like something you'd see in Lord of the Rings though, with the top of the stadium being all like a manufactured forest. But yeah, I mean the the whole area around it, they were talking a multi-billion dollar project. The A's who have played in Oakland since nineteen sixty eight
2: have prioritized building a waterfront stadium in downtown Oakland at the Howard Terminal site, but after years of failed stadium plans and weeks after the organization requested the city council vote on the $12 billion mixed-use development before its late July summer recess, the long-anticipated specter of the A's looking into relocation became a reality on Tuesday. A's owner John Fisher said this, The future success of the A's depends on a new ballpark. Oakland is a great baseball town, and we will continue to pursue our waterfront ballpark project. We will also follow Major League Baseball's direction to explore other markets. What would those other markets be? Las Vegas? San Jose? Nashville.
13: Nashville?
4: Nashville. Only room in the Bay Area for one team, and that's the best team in
2: baseball, the San Francisco Giants. Hmm. As of
4: this moment in time.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Could Nashville be getting a big league team? Only time will tell. We'll be right back.
1: The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
18: A man whose life was turned around because of the kindness of strangers makes today's Dean's List. Kenneth Smith was homeless and sitting outside an Outback Steakhouse in Fort Worth, Texas. A customer who was leaving the restaurant asked him if he was okay. He was honest and said no. The woman gave him a $100 gift card so he could buy dinner. While he was eating, he met the restaurant's managing partner, Laura. Laura says she wanted to make sure he didn't go hungry and told him to come anytime for a warm meal. Several months later, he asked for a job and began bussing tables. Neighbors and friends began hearing about Kenneth and raised over $2,000 to help him get back on his feet again. A chain reaction of kindness and Kenneth says he feels blessed by the outpouring of community. He says this is a whole new beginning that God has blessed him with. Amen, Kenneth, and thanks to all those who lent a hand for a stranger who needed it. Janice Dean, Fox News.
1: The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Weekdays at 10 on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air
14: and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Fox on chat. Apple's mobile operating system, iOS 14.5, is finally here, and with it, the long-awaited privacy update app tracking transparency. Apple sees privacy as a human right, so the software will give users more control over what other apps can track. You're likely familiar with tracking if you've ever searched for, say, a new pair of shoes online. You may have noticed that suddenly ads you see all over the web include the very shoes you were searching for, or something similar. Apple's app tracking transparency requires you give permission to an app to collect your data for targeted ads and if you want to share location data with advertisers. That is often used for retailers to target you knowing you're in or near their stores. Privacy advocates have praised the change, but companies that rely on ad revenue like Facebook say it will hurt their business. Going forward, users will see an alert saying what the app you're using will track and with a simple tap, you can opt in or out. The 14.5 update is available now with Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News.
1: Place of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. Mississippi.
12: Oh what is going on here?
1: Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Well, it's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: We were talking about the Oakland A's just a second ago. And some of Major League Baseball's quotes are interesting about this. MLB is concerned with the rate of progress on the A's new ballpark effort with local officials and other stakeholders in Oakland. The A's have worked very hard to advance a new ballpark in downtown Oakland for the last four years, investing significant resources while facing multiple roadblocks. We know they remain deeply committed to succeeding in Oakland. And with two other sports franchises recently leaving the community, stick the knife in and twist it, Major League Baseball, their commitment to Oakland is now more important than ever. The Oakland Coliseum site is not a viable option for the future vision of baseball. We have instructed the athletics to begin to explore other markets while they continue to pursue a waterfront ballpark in Oakland. The A's need a new ballpark to remain competitive, so it is now in our best interest to also consider other markets. The likeliest possibility if the A's do pursue relocation would be Las Vegas, which has had success with the Raiders and the NHL's Golden Knights. Rob Manfred has also in the past cited Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, British Columbia, Nashville, Charlotte, and Montreal as potential expansion sites. And for what it's worth, just two Major League Baseball teams have moved from their cities in the last half century. Washington Senators became the Texas Rangers in 1972, and then Montreal in 2005 lost its team. They became the Washington Nationals. Yet had a bunch of switches in the 50s and 60s. St. Louis Browns became the Baltimore Orioles. Brooklyn Dodgers moved to Los Angeles in 1958. New York Giants moved to San Francisco also in 58. The original Washington Senators became the Twins in 1961, and the Seattle Pilots became the Milwaukee Brewers in 1970. The Braves moved twice, from Boston to Milwaukee in 53, and then from Milwaukee to Atlanta in 66.
4: I like the idea of Nashville here, by the way, just because I don't consider the the Florida teams like southern teams. So you really only have one southern team. You have the Braves. You need another Southern team. A Southern American League team is is sort of geographically would be good, I think.
2: You think about the Braves and the Cardinals as the South, but the Cardinals are more Midwest. The the yeah. team that is actually closest to Atlanta is Cincinnati. Yeah, which and, nobody and
4: would consider the South.
2: No, and, and we've talked with Ben Ingram about this. Part of the popularity of the Braves has been the fact that they're kind of the South's team. Yeah. I mean, massive Braves fan base in Georgia, obviously, but in Tennessee and in Alabama and in Mississippi and in the Florida Panhandle, probably in South Carolina, Borky?
3: Brave state, for sure. Yeah.
2: You know, is Nashville far enough away? Maybe you get some pushback from Atlanta on that. Does Atlanta have a strong enough ownership group at this point to be able to legitimately halt that? And then the other question is, would Nashville support it? The NFL has been wildly successful. The NHL has been wildly
3: successful. Yeah, man, they pack out hockey games. I think they'd have no trouble with baseball. I, I think, yeah, you, you
4: put a, a a nice stadium together for baseball, you'll get big crowds in in, in Tennessee. I, I haven't they I already made the that.
3: plans for that as well? Do, didn't the city like contract some kind of designer and architect to get them like a the day <laughs> one the one major league things, baseball right? decides to expand here, we're ready, yeah, just in case.
2: Well, they've got a relatively new AAA ballpark that is in downtown, and I, if I remember correctly, it was built in a way that it could be retrofitted into a Major League Stadium. Like, like somebody that builds a 2,000-square-foot a, a house, but they build it with the idea that it could one day easily be expanded into a 3,500-square-foot house. Same
3: concept. I'm no architect, but it looks like they've got the space to do it. Sure.
2: Well, and and there was talk years and years ago when AutoZone Park was built in downtown Memphis. Not that Memphis could necessarily support a Major League Baseball team, but AutoZone was built in a way that it could be expanded to a Major League Baseball. Well, maybe I should say to specifications that Major League Baseball would support.
4: So what's what does the attend? What does the the capacity need to be? You think? It holds 10,000 now. It's, 35. It's, 35, that's another 25,000. I, mean, I, I need to, I guess I need to see this stadium. That's difficult to picture just being able to,
3: it, to look, They've got plenty. It, it looks like they purposely left a lot of space down the lines and out some to do that.
2: Let me yeah. take a look at this stadium. We get a message on the C Spire text line that says, what about a waterfront part in Gulfport or Biloxi? Hey, um,
3: sign me up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at you for that idea at all. The problem is you need big, big companies to support it. You you need multiple Fortune 100 companies and a massive television market. And unfortunately, those don't exist in big enough numbers on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Thanks for being with us. Full schedule release coming your way tonight. Ole Miss leading 5-3 to three over Little Rock in the top of the sixth inning. We will talk with you tomorrow afternoon. We'll have all the NFL schedule news. Mississippi State opens its series against Missouri. Sports Talk Mississippi. Have a great night.